1933. My daddy owns the globe. The whole of America is abuzz with talk of expeditions to the Antarctic. Look at this, Jim. The Adelaide Penguin. So delicate, so fragile, so unique. Hand me the evil jar. Starkweather and Moore lead a group of scientists, engineers and journalists to investigate the ill-fated Miskatonic expedition and try to understand the massive mountains found on the ice. Are these instruments right? RPGMP3.com presents an iconic adventure from Chaosium based on the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Are you Journey Beyond the Mountains of Madness. Click beep. I hate that bitch. Common in which eras you need 1890s or 1920s. Alright. What happened to your leftovers? Or how many can I have? What happened to your well, leftovers? <laughs> it's America over the America in the 1930s. You know the. Uh, yeah, handguns were probably pretty cool. Well, handguns were probably pretty cool. When I brought over to Liz and. All I know is I'm getting a rifle. Jim, you can have That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You can have a rifle. There was still more in the fridge when mm-hmm. I went to get the no, Sprite. So I was like, oh. So, how is everybody? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Um, ring, 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 Jenna, ring, ring. Hello. Hi, Jenna. Hello, Daddy. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> wow, I heard about the fire, Jenna. This is the morning of the 9th. I was very brave. I heard, yes. I saved a man single-handedly. You did, I hear he's in the hospital. Yes. Yes, well, well, I've decided that as, as it seems like you're entering into something <laughs> dangerous and... Particularly, I um, laugh in the face of danger. <laughs> yes, uh, you seem to be developing quite a strong personality there, Jenna. I'm, I'm very pleased about this venture. Um, I've decided I'm going to send a, a gentleman with you um, just to look after your well-being and make sure that things are okay. Is he handsome? Jenna, you saved who? I forgot. I saved. Oh, I saved. Oh, my <laughs> God! No, I couldn't remember it. He's, I tried he's to dead save to her. I tried to save two people, didn't I? Oh, I'm so ashamed. No, you were drowning, and I had uh, to save No, I saved people before that. But anyway, I'm on the phone, so shh, that's very rude. Sorry, Daddy, that was a very rude man. Um, yes. Is my bodyguard going to be attracted? You're lying to your um, father. I'm stretching. No. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, no. But he is very well armed, so he should... <laughs> he has two of them, which is yeah. just as many as he's, everyone else. He's pretty well skilled in... Um, what are you doing? Trying to find... Not that damn goddamn mouth. Trying that's to find a goddamn... I'm talking to me. Sorry, sorry. There is only me. There is nobody else. Um, he's very experienced. He is a, a, an ex-soldier, I understand. Oh. Um, well, Are you he's... sure he's not attractive? Or that you can maybe find a more attractive one? Well, most of the attractive people... I well, am you on the lookout me. for a husband You now. don't need somebody hmm? else. I am on the lookout for a husband, obviously. Yes, and I'm sure when you come back, your prospects will be greatly improved. Yeah. <laughs> Until they hear you. Um, I believe he's called... What are you? you really called Fred Baggins. Oh my god. <laughs> Mr. Baggins. And, uh, <laughs> I thought it was Fredo. <laughs> Alfredo Fredo Baggins. Um, yes, um, Frederick Baggins. Um, he's uh, short, fat, and hairy. <laughs> <laughs> are you? You probably are. You're he's pretty ugly, ugly actually, yeah. yeah. He's actually he's at the bottom end of average for appearance. He's got Quasimodo. And yeah, my size is an eight this time. Yeah, he's a bit of a midget. I hear he's uh, quite strong, though. Oh, that's very reassuring. But um, we have, you have used him in the past for um, certain kinds of jobs, you know, in helping the investigators and such. He's I a heard he has big Good hands. character, isn't he? Oh, it? yes, absolutely. He's a, good, he's a, he's a, he's a sterling character. He, he signed up for the war and went and fought the, in, the, in France. Ah, he's, he's an experienced French. soldier, so I hear. You'll have to ask him about it when you meet him. Okay. He should be on the way down to the docks. Okay. 
Thank you very much, Daddy. I've asked Although Mr. I can look after myself, you know. I've asked Mr. Stark whether to Clearly, put him in the, uh, the to put him in the room next to yours, Jenna. Okay, that's good. Okay, but I can look after myself. Yes, yes, Jenna, I know you can. Okay, click beep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad there aren't any phones in the Antarctic. <laughs> beep. Otherwise, the monsters will find us. She's going to make the sound over the walkie-talkie. Uh, beep. Yeah. <laughs> beep. Over. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Right, you can land if you like. I land. You arrive Ow. at the boat. The boat looks slightly singed. <laughs> yeah, That's We're down at a different dock now, aren't we? Yes, you are. Okay. He finds you. You can find her. She's easy. She's Jenna, there. there's an ape coming up the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> describe my describe yourself, Thank David. you very much. Uh, Short, fat, hairy? <laughs> no. What size for 13 is that generally? You're pretty big at 13. You're, you're, yeah. you're the top end of average for 13. I bet you're high, aren't you? Yeah. Alright. So an average height guy. Alright. You're an average height guy. Yeah. You're what, 5'11, aren't you? Yeah, roughly. Well, come on then. So Describe yourself. You, basically, you look like me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like me. David, what are you wearing? How big are you? What colour is your hair? Come on, boy! He's not wearing anything. He's <laughs> bald. He's just old fashioned. <laughs> got alopecia. That's so Alright, let's see. Is your dice bag closed? Because Ruby will go nosing in it on the floor. So if, as long as the top is like kind of closed, it will be fine. Otherwise, we'll be fishing dice out of her bottom. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you bunch of fuckers. Right. Oh, An average height guy, brown hair, thirty-three. Yeah. Well then, any, any, any distinguishing features? What makes you stand out? What do I see? What's the first thing I notice about you? Muscle, muscle. Great big fucking. Do you have rifle. a big package? Uh. Well, here's a big rifle. He's probably going to kick that as well with some clubs. His hands are big. Ooh. Did I tell you about this very interesting article I read last time about how foot size and penis size are not related? Or did I make that up? I'm sure I told everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, I thought I did. That's fine. I don't want to bore you again. <laughs> not the best looking person. Hang on, let's, let's do a quick study. Hang on. Or the most dexterous. <laughs> Zip. What? Let's not, was that. Please don't surround us with penises. Penises? Not like a bit of bukkake to make Cthulhu <laughs> really come alive. Can I stop it? <laughs> penis eye? Penis eye. Penises. Penai. I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah, what do I see? I see your big Penis. rifle. <laughs> oh, fuck off, Ruby. <laughs> You've been fed, you monster. I need some water. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I can give you one. Alright. How? So is that a description? <laughs> yeah. You're an average guy with brown hair. What colour eyes do you have? Green. What kind of facial hair do you have? None. Do you have any jewellery? No. What are you wearing? <laughs> Clothes. What colour? What style? Are you smart? A blue shirt and... Only one colour. Probably over. like... Green. Khaki pants. Do you have a jacket on? Probably. Do you have a, an army Arctic, style? Do you have an army style duffel bag? 
Yeah. Okay. Very good. Do you have any scars? Probably. Do you have a limp? No. Do you look crazy? Do you want to look like a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> he has that far away look that means he's remembering the war. Do you want to look like a monkey? Monkey. <laughs> now if I get an 18th mistake, my dad will look like a monkey. My real dad will look like a monkey. He just where Lindsay like gets her elegant gait from. Laugh now because you ain't laughing later. <laughs> because it's Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, um, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> when they get this, like tomorrow, when yeah. later on. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I I'm baked just... a heart-shaped cake for my husband, and I made him a card. Yes. Yeah. I'm such a homebody. Homemaker. So no homebody. I made you something. Where is it? Probably screwed it up like the last thing I made you. <gasps> I didn't. Oh, damn. She didn't give it back. <laughs> he made me origami lips. And you pull the little origami thing and they go... <laughs> cool. And then he bought me something. Because obviously he just made me something. <laughs> isn't, isn't Sorry, that's not Yeah, where's the good stuff? <laughs> uh, I got a leather handbag. It is. A nice handbag. Although it's not big enough. <laughs> Sorry, you've got a hobo girl. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, right. yes. Why am I starting to run your game? Stop it. No, I'm happy. You're role playing. Get no, on with it. You, you've met him. This is the guy that's going to be looking after you. Hello. Are you looking for me? I'm Jenna. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Oh, God. I've got bingo wings. You didn't take off. You're all right. I thought you were going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll see. I'll see. I don't wear this top without I'll see. I'll see. Go put your green jacket thingy on. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never doing that again. Um, my daddy said that you were to be my um, personal assistant and that you were to be at my beck and call. Is that right? No. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yes. But, so, oh, um, yeah. go and dump your stuff. <laughs> and then, <laughs> go, go, go and sort your belongings out and maybe tidy yourself up a little bit and then I'll, uh, I'll inform you of uh, my intended duties for you while you're aboard the ship. I'm so God, sorry. I'm such a bitch. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not really. Um, I'm misunderstood. Really? <laughs> what? Fucking <laughs> protection oh, services. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Hello. Fuck off. Making fire. noise. <laughs> all right. Fuck off, making noise. All right. I know you've been stuck with poor lady all day, and I know it's very traumatic, but you know, fuck off. She's got a big grin on, though. Yes, she knows. She's doing naughty things. I'm naughty. Yes, you are. We'll have to put you away for a sleep. Shut up, bitch. A big long sleep from which you may never wake up. Shut up. Puppy protection services are on the phone for you. Because <laughs> you blow up my ass. <laughs> and now the world knows. They know nothing. They don't know nothing. Let's move. They don't know nothing. <laughs> If you want to know, my email is... Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I am not an... You shut up, you shut up, and you shut up. Um, a guy walks down to you. Oh, Peter Sykes, pleased to meet you, Mr. Baggins. Fred. Yeah, hi, Fred. Uh, you're in room nine, cabin nine. You're next to Jenna with uh, me and Winslow. All right. Okay. It's just down there, through the door, downstairs. Okay, thank you. Go and dump your stuff. We're getting ready to go. 
I'm going yeah. down my You're writing down where he is. Yeah, I need to know where my assistant is at all times. Fred Baggins, room nine. Hey, I'm going to write down where I am. That's a good plan. Right, um, the morning paper has landed, and several of the sailors on the ship are reading it. Um, the paper papers read, Fire in polar ship, and Doc Blaze kills three. Antarctic expedition threatened. Woman saved somebody's life? Yeah, there's a lot of that as well. <laughs> in the articles, there's lots of things about you and Tracy doing wonderful heroic stuff. About me doing wonderful stuff. Just me, yeah? <laughs> That's going to be really <laughs> bad on the audio, Ned. You're doing that on purpose, you evil, evil Look man. Look at his face, he's well evil. <laughs> his eyes give him away. My pen won't work. He's so shifty. <laughs> it works. It worked. <laughs> um, the three men that were killed were stevedores in the pier shed at the time of the initial explosion. I did try and save some people. It does mention that one of them was found with a rope tied around him. <laughs> A dozen more dock workers and a couple of ship's crew are more or less severely burned. That includes oh, yeah, and that, that man that we Mr. Hawk. Know, that we yeah. don't really know anymore. Um, little <laughs> serious damage was done to the Gabrielle by the fire. The lost gasoline will easily be replaced in a day. Do they um, know how it started? Do they report on that? Some of the other cargo was destroyed in the shed. Uh, these items included, most notably, the tents, spare motors for the large planes, and the wooden skis for the planes. How are the harmonicas? They were burned in the fire. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> Somewhere Jim Hawks riding in bed going, No, the harmonica! That's so funny. Don't go towards the light, Monica! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does the paper report on whether they think it was started deliberately? There's no um, incident of that. Towards the back of the article... There is something that says that uh, this disaster has pushed the Lexington departure. Um, Lexington's expedition has departed already. <laughs> which Starkweather is not particularly happy about. He's furious, suspicious, and storming around blaming Acacia Lexington and her agents for the disaster. Okay, I gotta find him. Is he in his, he in his cabin? He's, no, he's storming around okay. the ship shouting. He's on the floor a lot trying to get some new motors and stuff for the. Uh... Oh, actually, I'll go and find Professor Moore. Okay. He's downstairs. He's also trying to sort out some, getting some of the extra stuff. Um, can I have a word with you, Professor? Y- yes, Jenna. Yes, as long as it's quick. Um, when I was involved in the rescue last night, yes, um, in the shed, mm. I saw a person, at, yes. really at the far end. Right, we're going to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you're a penguin. Because <laughs> I keep wiggling my arms about, like some ninety-year-old. <laughs> We, I, we, um, so, so instead of doing it at home, we're going to do it in a treadmill in public. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, in the far distance. <laughs> in the far distance. Shut up! Ow. Oh God, what I'm saying? You put me off. You saw someone in the I fire. saw somebody <laughs> looking shifty. And I think it was somebody called David... Whatever his name is, and he was bad. All right. Um, it looked like he was doing something suspicious, and then there was a, an explosion, and he was gone. But he mm. was right at the other end, so if there was anybody over that end, they might have seen him. I don't think anyone dodgy. was down there. Jenna, most of the bodies were found up towards the dock. He was really dodgy. Uh, 
I thought I'd just tell you because I think, yeah. it might, I think we might have been sabotaged. I'll let the authorities know, but there's not a lot left of the dock after the explosion, so I don't think they're going to be finding it. When I saw the person, mm-hmm. oh, did I see any details? No, he was in distance through the hazy, fiery yeah. stuff. It did look like he was carrying something. I looked like it looked like it was a man, though, didn't it? Yeah, he, yeah. he was. He was. It's bull- a guy, and he was carrying something. He was carrying something about that big. Okay, I shall pass this information on to Professor Moore. Interesting, interesting. I'm more humble after my experience. Have you noticed? Yes, I've noticed that. <laughs> more humble. Yeah. Will we be able to uh, get replacement parts for the stuff that's been burnt? Yes, Starkweather's working on it now. As am I. We're uh, looking for new engines and stuff for the planes. It's going to delay us a little while, but uh, hopefully we should be away shortly. Yay! Um, essentially, we just need to clear up the ship, check everything's in good order before we set out. I'm going to go and find a telephone. Okay. You walk out onto the dock, uh, onto the, um, yeah, you head to the gangplank. Stark when it comes up behind you, Jenna! The right stuff, eh? And slaps you on the back as you walk <laughs> down the uh, gangplank. Oh, sorry, um... Well done! He reaches out to shake her hand. (laughs) He shakes your hand genteelly. (laughs) Well done there! Good job! You and that, Tracy! Good job! I'm very sorry I wasn't able to save more people. No, no! Fine job! The boat is safe! All we need is a little bit more equipment and we'll catch up with the Harridan Witch! But I think you need to maybe go through your crew, because not one of those... Cowardly, cowardly gentlemen. Oh, the stevedores! Yes, I gave them a right ringing out. Well, they were all, um, well, they're not really employed by us. They just load the ships to the dock. Well, I think an official complaint may need to be. Yes, I think so. They were rather, um, yellow. Not like you, eh? Ha! Glad to have you aboard. You see him? (laughs) He walks towards you. Tracy! Fine man! You've got the right stuff as well and slaps you on the back. Good stuff! Thanks for that, David. <laughs> Sound effect. Sound effect. It's nice to know someone will stand up and fight when the chips are down. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you start a prolonged and lengthy episode but, but, of cock bashing. Obviously, it's very much more important that I was involved because it looks much better for yes, you. Yes, of course. Strong and capable oh, woman on you your team. You slaps you both. Ooh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> shake your hand again. Plus, I got to get a copper feel. <laughs> I glare. <laughs> this is me glaring. I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's got stuck. Um, you, Mr. Sure Mr. Baggins, are instantly given a job of helping to clean up and reattach some of the stuff that was to come loose down in the holds. Hey, Ruby. Essentially get the ship ready for departure. Alright. As is the cryptozoologist. You're told to look at the uh, lab equipment and check it's all okay. This might be the longest he's ever been quiet. Well, I know, it's because he's read Preacher. <laughs> I already know the story. Preacher goes downhill about book seven. You can see exactly where they ran out of ideas. I have them all. I, I have all the original comics, not the actual book. I only no, have the first book, I think. It's not in the greatest mood today. Give we'll him, find you a job. Give Great. him a cuddle, nerd. <laughs> Mm, nuts in the head. <laughs> I am not a cuddler. No, you know. You cuddle me. Mm. I never cuddle you. You got boobies. Oh, okay. Well, so see. I cuddle myself all the time. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> That's why super bad runs for you. <laughs> it's all that backside blowing that goes on down here. So, yes, you're going off the ship to find a phone. Yes. Don't blame Miss Texan. You English put that over. 
Oh, the poor man you keep calling at the paper. Yeah. Globe! Hello, it's Jenna. Click! <laughs> I dial back. Hello, the Globe! Hello, it's Jenna, don't hang up! Yeah, oh, sorry, there was a, a lost line there. Uh, um, how can I right. help you? Anyway, uh, you know I was involved in this um, Blow up. rescue last night. Yes. I'd like you to run a full front page article about me um, and how brilliant I am. We need, we need some good PR, and I need some good PR. It's on, it's on the front page already, Well, let, we'll make sure it runs for at least a couple of days. Uh, okay, of course. Um, and there was a dodgy man... Oh, there, yeah. so I want you to you find hear, out who he was. hear the sounds of scribbling. Well, what did he look like? Um, he looked kind of like a man holding a box about 100 feet away through some smoke. So, have fun with that. Um, he was around <laughs> on the dark side, um, around sometime during the fire, but I'm not sure what time that was. Um, so, yes, good job. Find some stuff out for me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Click. Beep. I am humbled oh. by my experience. <laughs> Less click beeps. <laughs> click, click. I can make a rap. You could, you, could, yeah. you need to do your first, though. Um, maybe doing first. Oh, you brought that up again. <laughs> I was singing it in the car for David. There are policemen <laughs> and reporters all over the dock. Uh, security <laughs> at the ship have been increased. People take a photograph, shout for you to... Um, Smile and pose and get out of the way of the camera. That's <laughs> only you. That was your turn. <laughs> <gasps> Shocking. Shocking language. Not in New Orleans. <laughs> right around yeah, February. Um, also in the back of the papers, shunted back by the enormous fiery explosion on the docks, is uh, some headlines about international diplomat attack, artist and humanitarian waylaid by hoodlums. Ooh. I like Do I recognise any of the names in the article? Really? No. So why are you pointing at character? I'm just saying it's there. Um, I read those articles. I cut them out and keep them. Why? Because you paste them in a room. I, yeah, I have this <laughs> premonition that they might be important. She's one of those people that cuts up every, every individual word, throws it in the air. The words meta and games. And it is grand. It's <laughs> meta story. Game and meta. <laughs> yeah. game she goes meta. through the obituaries in the paper every morning, crosses up her names in the phone book. <laughs> Just to be sure it's up to date. To be sure. Yeah. To be That's sure. So funny. Um, apparently, uh, a wealthy philanthropist called Nicholas Rorich was um, abducted from outside of Acacia Lexington's estate last night taken to a building by the docks, one of the warehouse buildings, and brutally beaten. Oh dear. Is he okay? He's in the hospital. But um, it's just another piece of information that's in the paper. This was mm. the missing chapter. One Maybe I can have Jim That was the missing chapter. I know. I've read this adventure. I was going to run it. Of course. Yeah. I know what I've missed, but I can't force you people into doing it. Sure you can. You're the one with all the money. <laughs> uh, uh, I also forget because was at that point it was still this too is many like gaps Cthulhu. it's not like the fighter gets to be the party leader no it's the rich person that can afford to take his places uh-huh. um, yeah, what, what was the other person there, really? that had been something the that was it there was just two different articles yes and what about was the, other the name? same guy oh, okay. it's the same guy please don't give my pug a mohawk oh we invented a new dog today we've decided that a husky and a pug would be a hug so we're going to breed hugs <laughs> you're gonna get. You're gonna have a husky pug. Yeah, hugs. <laughs> we went into the pet store the other day and they had chugs. 
Which you are there pugs. Puskies. <laughs> no, pugs. Yeah, they have <laughs> chugs, which are chihuahua pugs, and they look awful. They have these real scrawny, ugly things. They had, uh, there's a thing in the paper that like story. some guy walked in, took a $4,000 bulldog, English bulldog puppy, stuck it under his jacket and walked out. <laughs> nice. What? Oh, you invented a bullshit, didn't you? Yeah, David invented the bullshit, which is a bulldog shih tzu cross. <laughs> Heard it on TV. Oh, I thought you'd made it up. Aww. I thought you were witty. Yeah, we Clever. thought you were witty. He's not witty. Okay. I'm very witty, but it's always made up off the top of my head. I can't think anything out. Yeah. You can only do it on the night. No, go bug. Go bug. Not like practice or scripting. No, it's pretty much just random and spontaneous. Um, I'll ask around the members of the party if anybody knows this Nicholas. Nickleby. Rat boy, or whatever his name was. Um, Tracy has heard. He's a flamboyant artist. Of course. Does he forever Your boyfriend. You love him. Us philanthropists yeah. stick together. <laughs> he loves you. He wants your baby. You just jealous because we both look better than you. <laughs> Nobody looks better than me. My daddy. You don't like crumbs. Ever it's only your daddy that says it. He says I take after him. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. I'm thirteen. He's one better. <laughs> that just means he's got like a prettier leg or something. Prettier leg. <laughs> your legs are less hairy than mine. <laughs> he's got the less hairy legs than you. But we have no competition anymore because we've got Mr. Harry Toes there. Mr. Frederick Baggin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh lord. That's At least he didn't like make him, let him name himself Fredo Baggins. Fredo. Apparently I'm the ape man. The ape man, yeah, <laughs> apparently so. Um, you a messenger runs up the gangplank and goes, oh. Miss, Miss, Miss Tappen Brown. <laughs> yes, me. Here, me. here, I've got a letter for you. Ooh. Thank this you. This one of the crazy letters again, ain't it? Can somebody just see to the boy? Thank you. Dip him off Whatever's appropriate. I'm a girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You're not supposed to punch them, I'm pretty sure. That's all you see are me and him just going... <laughs> 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 What's that supposed to be teaching him? He said take care of him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, give him money, you moron. <laughs> oh, well, sorry about busting, your, okay. busting up your face. Here's a bus. You're going to have to give him more money now. Here's two bucks. Go buy yourself a new nose. It's a note from your father wishing you good luck and saying he's proud of you. Oh, my God. (laughs) There's also a big picture of a front page with you on it looking all heroic in front of... A bit bedraggled, but heroic, and just standing up over the prone body of Jim Hawk. Having just made, survived. Wow, with my yep. foot on his chest. Yep. <laughs> Didn't know how to do CPR, but I stood know. him in front of me and I, he took the flame. <laughs> the article's particularly good. Yay. Apparently it'll be running in the late edition. Look, everybody. Look at me, everybody. Everybody, look. Look at me, everybody. <laughs> did, I, did I show you this, everybody? Yeah, it says, Tracy saved my daughter. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd, if you'd like, I could get Daddy to write a little article about you. It, do, it does mention him in a couple of sidebars. I mean, obviously, he couldn't write just about me, or else that would look like favouritism. <laughs> Gee, God, this really? bitch thing is getting really easy. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's frightening how easy to turn it on, isn't it? No, it was the whole you did it and then went... 
Yes, you get into it. <laughs> You're not role playing. Yeah, role playing is what I do normally. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, okay, um, more. Sorry, more comes onto deck. Oh, oh um, my God! All of you. <laughs> we're going to be leaving in about two days. That's about how long it's going to take us to get all the gear together. So you are uh, on your own reconnaissance once we've got the ship together. Like I don't it. think we dare leave the ship again because something awful will happen because you people are just I'm going to visit Jim. Dealing. Oh yeah. I yeah. Visit him as well. Jim's in hospital. Photo opportunity. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hello, it's Janet Atten Brown. Hi. Um, I'm going to be visiting Jim Hawkins Hospital in one hour. Make sure there's a photographer there. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so remember to be standing there for the next ten minutes. Bye. We're going to be hung up on. Are you still there? Yeah. Why don't you hang up? Well, why don't you hang up? <laughs> That's funny. Um, yes, you both go to see Jim. There is a photographer there. He takes many pictures. I go. Because I have to. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Frederick follows you. I do lots of posing around the invalid. Hmm. I'm like, oh. Jim's covered in bandages. Several of his arms are broken. <laughs> Every time you touch him, he's screaming. We <laughs> <laughs> can't hear because it's like this. It's like, <laughs> he's broken. He's broken at least six ribs, and he's not in a good state. He's all black and blue. The bits that aren't all torn and burned. I do lots of phone nursing, like pretending to take his temperature. Click, click. The <laughs> <laughs> full body cast. Yeah. Wait, wait for He almost now. got burnt to death. He was filled filled with smoke. And then he got exploded off of a pier. Watching his pucker go in and out. <laughs> yeah, he's in traction with his face down in the pillow. <laughs> what are you fucking crazy nuts on about? <laughs> Again, my email is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hurt you, Ned. Not in a nice way. Not in a gross way. (laughs) (laughs) Not in a what kind of way? A 29 minutes and 27 seconds way. I'll just write that down, shall I? Yeah. For the sound bite, what was it? (laughs) It was 29 minutes. In 29 seconds. Well, 29 minutes. You are such a little tattletale. You're like, ooh, everybody, Lindsay said this in the car. (laughs) Well, that's technically, it. the stuff I told them you didn't say in the car, you said up here. Oh, well, that's fine, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that the stuff in the car I don't want you to say, obviously. That's so funny. So, yes. Um, what are you doing with the rest oh, of your time? Lordy. What's the dog oh. done? Oh, he led a poopy. Yeah, big one, too. There's You're a little crap, Really? <laughs> There's a yeah, log on the floor. You Ruby. Ruby! No, I'm fine. Ruby, you little uh, shit. Doing uh, a big shit. (laughs) Is that a little one? Hey, 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 my house. I have to clean up the shit. (laughs) No, guess that. Ruby, that's not like you at all. I suggest you haven't been out much today. She was. This isn't normally... This isn't the normal time for her to go business. Normally she'd... uh, the, the, yeah, the assumption would be that um, she hasn't much had much business today. I.e., my mum's been looking after her and not checking her out. You know. she, always, she gets awfully embarrassed when she does stuff like this wherever she'd go. Anyway, what are the rest of you doing for the rest of the day, Mr. Cryptozoologist? 
Uh, you have two days, apparently, before the ship leaves. There's stuff you can be doing, stuff you can look into if you want, or not. Oh, let me see. I try not to make too much fun of Jenna, that way it doesn't hurt Jenna. Yeah, I'll get as much information I can about our rival. Acacia Lexington. Yes. Okay. Suppose anything blackmail about her. Well, I have a detailed biography in Appendix 5 if you'd like one. Ah, okay. (laughs) Um, Sure. I don't even know what it was. (laughs) A man named Doris. Mm Oh, a man named Doris. She was she was a socialite from her early adolescence. Okay. Um, Her dealings with stark weather uh, seem to date back to a 1920s trip to Africa. Um, uh, Make me a a library use roll, which you should be able to pass pretty easily. Put me those scissors out of that pot over there. Yeah, I passed it by thirty. I figured you would. Oh, it's okay. It's alright, we've got it. Glenn, you find this in an old paper. Hey, I found a prop. From 1920. From the Pillar Post. You find this article. The Bulldog Edition. There you go. Okay. Want me to read it out while you're reading it? You want to read it? I'll read it if you like. That's that's fine. The daring rescue of our own socialite scamp, Acacia Lexington. Yeah, do you want me to read it for the audio, dude? Yeah, yeah, if you want to. Daring Rescue of Heiress, October the 20th, 1920, Nairobi, INS. The dark continent, where the wonders of nature can turn on man and prove deadly, has shown once again that wherever European man goes, so does chivalry. Wireless reports out of the Belgian colonies in Africa tell of the daring rescue of our own socialite scamp, Acacia Lexington, by the gallant... Englishman, I'm pretty sure he's not English, I'm pretty sure Moe's the English one, Captain James Starkweather. Lovely Lexington has been touring the regions of darkest Africa, dominated by the mighty Lake Tanganyika. Savages fight daily with alligators longer than a... Duesenberg? Is that a car? Yeah. Oh, it's an old car. I yeah. have a great depression. To ensure the passage of commerce in this wild region. Against the advice of her elders, Lady Lexington insisted upon seeing the fabled giraffe mating grounds of Iesa. Under the expert leadership of Captain Starkweather, the band braved the wilderness and arrived at the plains of tall, swaying grasses the giraffes find so compelling for their very survival. The wild beasts, gentled by our lovely Lady Lexington, came within a few feet of the party without making threatening gestures. Lady Lexington's presence was so compelling that when she came upon a baby giraffe in the grasses, she immediately tamed it and was able to even embrace it briefly before it returned to its herd, earning her the nickname among the savages as the woman whom the giraffes love. (laughs) 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 On the return trip to Nairobi, sudden rains caught the party crossing a branch of the mighty Nakuru River. The party was nearly lost as savages panicked under the onslaught of the rain and river. Brave Captain Starkweather rallied the natives and had them chop trees and fashion rafts to carry the supplies to safety. A personal trip by Captain Starkweather to a nearby village procured enough canoes to carry the party across the river. The crossing was treacherous, but under the skilled hand of Captain Starkweather, the entire party made it to port in time for Lady Lexington's return trip to America. 
we'll all be thanking Captain Starkweather for the safe return of one of the brightest lights of our social season. Hooray for him and hooray for chivalry. You find that article okay. full of crap as it is. <laughs> Starkweather is the captain of the boat, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to... Yeah, no, yeah. Captain, uh, he's the leader of the expedition. Yeah, I was going to have him compare this to what really happened. Um, yes, uh, fine article. It was, um, yes, well, hmm. That was back in the times when we kind of got along a bit. Okay. It was, uh, yes, we've uh, kind of parted ways a little since then. Yeah. So... You're loving that sandwich. <laughs> oh, oh, baby! Oh, you're alright there. <laughs> Are you hungry? You poor little thing. You're seeing how, how, how accurate is this? I mean, did she cause any of the problems? Well, it was one of those things, wasn't it? She was young, and I was younger, and you've seen her, I'm sure, and, well... You know how things go. Mm. We shouldn't really have been there, but um, what do you do? Strap her to the boat. Well, maybe these days, but uh, yes. Hmm. It wasn't a fun time, but uh, okay. since then we've been rather... Um, well, we've parted ways somewhat, let's say. Okay. I can give you her entire background if you like. Would you like me to read it to them all? No, it's huge. It really is. Oh. Okay. Um, let me. It might not be that vast. There's a lot of big background and a lot of people. The former Faulkner expedition. Hang on. I'll find her background for you, and we can have a full background discussion of the case, Lexington, as it is important to the game that you know who is in the thing that you are doing. So we got to find something we can taunt her with, like, you know, Pookie Bear or something. Pookie Bear. Hey, Pookie Bear. Pookie Bear. How'd you know that? Stuck with a more Lexington Expedition personnel roster, 367. Okay. Acacia the the Shark Lexington, aged 31. How long is her bio? I'll give you a quick read. Oh, my God. (laughs) Her bio's pretty short. Uh. Only six pages. Yeah. It's pretty big. Skip a bit, brother. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll read, I'll, I'll summarise as I go. Glenn's looking up things on the case of your Lexington. Puppy is suitably chastised. Suitably yeah. chastised. Yeah, we can kind of... <laughs> cookie bear means the woman who the, whom the giraffes love. <laughs> Pookie Bear. Glenn, Glenn found an article about Acacia Lexington and Starkweather in Africa back when she was. back in 1920. <laughs> okay, Stark, let's have a look. She's, she's acting all guilty now. Who? Oh, I know, are you feeling bad, dog? It's so unlikely. It's not even fun for it, Acting out. That's what happens when you blow at my butt. Oh, <laughs> 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 we were going. 
It's all right. He can lip read. He knows exactly what I just said to him. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like on audio, so nobody can quote me. That's so funny. Anyway, is there a way to turn around? Feel free to keep talking while I skim read the enormous um, yeah. thing for what you call it. Did you not prepare? I wasn't expecting anyone to want to know the entire back history of Casey Lexington. We're just looking for the scandalous parts. I'm looking for it. What are you watching? Why do you do that? I mean, highlight, you know, highlight stuff yes. like likes it up the butt or something. I shall join yeah, you so that I can take the dog outside. I'm not going to comment on that one. <laughs> I'm going to take the naughty puppy out for a few hours. Are you sure? Well. Are they all off out for a breath of fresh air? Yeah. Oh, okay. So much for talking while I read. <laughs> Go on, Ruby. Well, you and David can have a nice conversation. Not while I'm reading, I can't. Okay, Glenn and David can have a nice conversation. Right. So she returned, she returned from Africa in 1920 after being rescued by Starkweather. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 1921, on August the 8th, a member of her house staff discovered her father, Percival Woodrow Lexington, dead in his study. The official ruling was death by a self-inflicted gunshot wound, and the papers were full of wild speculations about PW's business dealings. In the midst of her grief, Acacia stated that her father had been murdered, a rare book had been stolen from the house, and she was convinced that he had been killed for that reason. Um, the, the apparently will make me a library use check. Yeah. Okay. Um, you dig out that it was a one-of-a-kind manuscript by Edgar Allan Poe called The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym and was an unbound copy uh, of the 29 chapters of the complete work. Okay. Um, after the funeral, Acacia wrote an open letter the managing editors of New York's newspapers retracting her assertion of murder and agreeing with the coroner's findings. Um, of the missing manuscript, she said, I believe that it is still in the library. You will understand that under the circumstances, I haven't made a search of it. Um, after that, there's no mention of the book. Uh, essentially, after the death of her father, her family... F- <laughs> uh, placed the family fortune in her hands... All pretense of fitting into high society vanished. Uh, with what P.W. had taught her as a base, she set herself to learning the finer skills of business. Uh, prohibited by her sex from joining the influential Old Boys Club, she found her own way, and in some financial circles she has become quietly known as the Shark. Okay. Um, yeah. Try to find out about that book. Why would somebody kill for it? Try to find out about the book. If that's possible. Mm, it may be difficult, but we can look. There's plenty more on Acacia. There's lots about her uh, interest in exploration, her dabblings in extremist politics. Stories okay, and articles extreme. about Acacia Lexington are easy to find in back issues of New York papers. She appears in society pages throughout her youth and young adulthood. Since then, most mentions of her have been mentioned in the business sections of larger papers, especially the Wall Street Journal. Um, yep. There's lots of articles. It's all very exciting. You've, got da- you've had Daring Heiress. There's plenty of other articles I can give you. Let's see. What else can you have? Oh, yes. Here you are. You may have 
4.2 and 4.3. Ah, Joe, I'm expecting the whole set. Yeah, apparently so. I can read those out too while you read them. 4.2 from July 23rd, 1921. Lexington Tragedy. New York, AP. A shocking scene greeted police at the PW Lexington Mansion on Fifth Avenue today. They came to investigate what appears to be the death of one of New York City's greatest industrialists at his own hand. Percival Woodrow Lexington was discovered in his study dead from a gunshot wound to the head. Police initially suspected foul play from the dishevelled nature of the study, but there was obvious powder burns on the head and right hand, said police detective Ronald O'Meary. Mira. That coupled with the position of the body and gun lead us more toward a self-inflicted wound than foul play. But his daughter, Acacia, does not agree. Daddy wouldn't kill himself. These buffoons are looking for an easy answer to keep from doing any real work, the distraught young woman said. I vow I'll find my father's killers and make them pay. Meanwhile, an anonymous Wall Street source has hinted that the Lexington fortunes were severely overextended. The sky in New York society has grown dimmer this evening, and the murky surroundings of this death surely spur further inquiry. Mm. Exciting, huh? Um, And the other one. Rare manuscript leaked to Lexington's death. uh, July 24th, 1921. Special. A notice from the estate of Percival Lexington warns rare book dealers to watch out for a missing manuscript that could be linked to foul play in Lexington's recent death. An extremely valuable and rare gallery proof of Edgar Allan Poe book The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym has been reported missing from Lexington's study where his body was found yesterday. Robbery would be a motive for murder, said police detective Ronald O'Meara, but the physical evidence points to a different conclusion. The book may show up in a few days. It's very difficult for most families to accept the loss of a loved one in this way. Issuing the notice was her daughter, Acacia Lexington, who previously raised suspicions of foul play and the lax attitude by police in investigating this case. This manuscript is unique. I believe it is involved in my father's death, she said. This manuscript differs greatly from the published version. I fear some collector has killed for it. The manuscript has to have been sold in public au- was to have been sold in public auction today, along with other rare and valuable items from Percival Lexington's collection. Coroner's report is expected tomorrow. Public service and family funeral will be held on Friday. The public service will be held at St. John the Divine Cathedral at 11am. Okay. Yup. You get all those lovely things. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, you also find uh, an article from the New York Mirror, May 16th, 1918 called Lexington's Fairy Child, detail Acacia's debut in glowing and exhaustive detail, including a three paragraphs detailing her gown. I hate that bitch. I'll collect, I'll just grab, I'll start grabbing news stories. Okay. Uh, New York Times, November the 3rd, 1921. The young lady takes charge. In the business section, a long article discusses Acacia Lexington's assumption of her father's business affairs after his death. It is very condescending, suggesting that a case you should either marry or find a capable and steady man of business to manage the vast fortune. A woman should never try to dabble in the affairs of commerce. Nature has granted her a high place in the scheme of things, a place that man cannot usurp. In return, she should attempt to claim a position for which she is by nature... Uh, she should not attempt to claim a, situ- a position but, uh, of which by nature she is unfit. What? <laughs> Lindsay's glaring. Um, I understand that that is how 
things were, and I accept that. However, yes, don't even think about anything <laughs> like that about me ever. What, you're unfit, dear? Yeah? I'll kick your hairy ass. That's so funny. I like I'm obsessed with Adam Bums tonight, I'm really not. <laughs> obsessed with bums. Yes, um, that's about all you find on Lexington. She's big in business, essentially, and she's lots and lots yeah. of um, money. Is there anyone else you're looking into? Uh, what about that the man. captain of our expedition? Do we have information on him? Not really, no, but I can find you something should you wish to look for it. Okay. Lexington's expedition, let's see. Guides, film crew, camp crew, pilots, and mechanics. Uh, she's led by Captain Joseph Burr. Okay. He's a man of good repute, and apparently has been um, sailing the steam, the oil-burning steamer Tallahassee for uh, four years. This is better. Uh, she, he leads a crew of 29 men. Uh, the ship's Norwegian, built in 1921. Um, anything <laughs> else you'd like? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to figure out who's leading the expedition. She is. By all accounts, she is leading God the expedition. So, why, okay, I'm trying to figure out. She obviously doesn't, from what I can tell, has no experience in Arctic expeditions. Her guide, her main guide is uh, Harkon Tuvin, Tuvinen, um, a Finnish guide. Okay. Um, combined with Henk Beetje, who apparently is Danish. And okay. he's a noted explorer of the Antarctic and the Neither Arctic. Do these two guys have any notoriety? Mm, let's see, shall we? Okay. Um, Do I recognize any of the names? Harkon, a citizen of Finland. He is one of the best cold weather expedition guides in the world. Um, he is a very good educator of those going to the port, uh, going into uh, Arctic regions, and. Uh, has actually averted disaster of expeditions numerous times. When did you turn posh? I didn't, why? Disaster. Disaster. <laughs> uh, the crew boss, Henk Bietnje. How would you pronounce that? Henk Bietnje? Bentje. 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 Thank you. Um, he's Danish. And uh, apparently very, very harsh as a crew boss. So between them, you think she's got a fairly tight ship. Okay. She's also taking a film crew with her to um, do some filming of, like, puffins and stuff. As well as some pilots, a few camps and some technicians. But she has a much lighter crew than you do, but she's not planning on doing the same kind of stuff. Okay. Well, we're still going to need a sinker. Hmm? We're still going to need to sink it. Sink her ship. Well, she blew ours up. I love that. So, uh, have the gorilla go load some torpedoes up. <laughs> go get some torpedoes. That's funny. How does she manage to get all these people on her team? Why aren't they on Team Cripple? Team Cripple. Team Exploded Ship. Yeah, Team Starkweather. Team ES. Team BS. <laughs> Here you go, Glenn. Yet another article for you. This one about the torpedoes? Fred not. Oh. July 26th, 1921, from the Pillar Repost. Airess denies own tale of murder. New York, AP. A startling retraction came today from the daughter of late industrialist Percival Lexington. Just days after she claimed foul play and police mishandling of the case, Acacia Lexington delivered a very different story after her father's funeral. 
With the coroner's report and the physical evidence, I have no choice but to face the facts about my father's death, Miss Lexington said. Earlier this week, Lexington claimed that her father's death was linked to the disappearance of a rare manuscript she kept in the study where his body was found. I believe that book is still in my father's library, Miss Lexington said when asked about her earlier claim. I haven't finished cataloguing the contents of the house to see if anything is missing. What it, what it, when it is done, I'm sure we'll find the book. We know this is hard times for Miss Lexington, the police detective, Ronald O'Meara, who investigated the Lexington suicide. Any suggestions she made earlier are obviously the result of the strain of the situation. Percival Lexington was eulogised by several business leaders, including fellow industrialist John D. Rockefeller and esteemed banker John Pierpoint Morgan. He was laid to rest in a private cemetery. What? John Pierpoint. Pierpoint. Oh, I thought, like... He said banker and then yeah. pay point, and I thought that was so, maybe what he was invented the ATM Yeah, very good. He was laid to rest in the private ceremony at his family's estate in Suffolk County. Lexington's last will and testament will be read at his attorney's next Wednesday. It is expected that his daughter Acacia will be his sole beneficiary. Questions still remain as to who will run the Lexington Enterprises for this young woman. Hmm. Let's think. Um, she thinks the book's still in. How hard would it be in a person uh, sneak into her house? Hard. Okay. It's walled. Um, chances are there's some kind of. She's left some kind of um, mm. staff there. Okay. You could probably give it a go if you wanted to. Well, I could only redo it by myself, and maybe we had the gorilla going. <laughs> the gorilla. Just charge the gate. Yeah. They'll never expect a frontal assault. Look, bananas. So mean. Thanks, thanks there. He's gonna go cry in a corner. Anything else you'd like to look into? Um, just yeah. I'm trying to think what all what what all would be interesting. You know, find you know the native wildlife. See if there's any legends about the uh, Antarctic. Is this before or after the Scott expedition? I can't remember when Scott went there. Probably after, actually. Right, let's see if there's anything... Yeah, it's after. Definitely after. Yeah. Is there anything relevant from Scott or Edmondson? What should I Just vomited. Ah, yeah, she's eating it. What are you doing, dog? My dog's fucking minging tonight. What is wrong with you, dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, make me a... <laughs> Idea roll. <laughs> I made it. You can s- perhaps should look up something about the narrative of Arthur Pym. Oh, okay. You looking think? up, yeah, looking up the Edgar Allan Poe thing. He's yeah. from Baltimore. We shouldn't have to go that far. You may as well. <laughs> Good old Poe. Seeds of the unknown god. I'm now, I'm now having to look into Appendix 3, Deep Background, I'm afraid. Well, you moaned that we missed stuff last time. I did, yeah. Now Glenn's desperate enough to miss anything else, I'm sure. Arthur Pym, where are we? There we go. A short history. Yeah, yeah. Short history being five pages <coughs> long knowing this book. Here's how the pages of the goddamn books stuck together. 
Okay. Um. Okay. No, I'm just trying to find something. Um, you can read the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym in the library, or buy a copy of the novelette for twenty-five to fifty cents, and to take it with you if you like. Okay. You can read it in a few hours if you're a determined reader. No, I'll grab a copy of the book. I can take it on the trip. Yeah. The serialized tale stops abruptly at the end of chapter twenty-five with Pym and his companion about to plunge into an unknown abyss somewhere in a seemingly impossibly warm and steamy ocean near the South Pole. A general summary of his opposed published but unfinished novelette can be found in a synopsis in Chapter 10 of this, of this campaign. Okay. Terrific synopsis, Chapter 10. The only problem with this book is that it's all over the goddamn place. Well, just skip to Chapter 10 then. Okay, just jumping there now. Okay, is there any information I'd have about the unfinished, or the, the other copy of this book? The one that was supposedly stolen? What, whether it existed, or... Yeah. Apparently it had the extra chapters in it. Okay. There's four additional chapters. Um, well, I'll go, I'll go look for the unabridged version. There was one copy, and he had it. Ah. It was due to be sold, but nobody's mentioned it since his murder. That was okay. the last time it was mentioned. Who here has got a great masquerade skill? Masquerade. Me, me, me. Okay, well, we got to dress you up like somebody who you're not, and we got to go in and, like, pretend to be buying that book or something. <laughs> I'm brilliant at pretending to be a people. Okay, then, you're on. Let's go. Right. Hello, I'm Jemima Tootin Green. This is, this is... <laughs> yes, this is my mistress. I'm a pseudonym. I'm a pseudonym. You need a good slap in, mister. Hey, that was originally one of my DCI names. I'm a pseudonym. I read that on your blog. I'm a pseudonym. Hugh Hugh Don't Know Me. I Haven't Got a Secret. (laughs) I Haven't Got Uh, a Secret. John Doe's. I I don't like joining the the DCI. You can't play a tournament unless you remember the DCI. Well, putting money into magic is what killed the goddamn game. That's so funny. I mean, the same thing with the RPGA, except for the RPGA, they noticed that my name wasn't D-Duck. I've been, sign- I've been signing D-Duck to all my RPG- RPGA sheets until somebody realized that, you know, what I'm actually signing. Well, you could be D-Duck. Yeah. Duck is a surname, I suppose, isn't it? Could yeah. Be like Dennis yeah. Duck. <laughs> yeah, but they realized, when somebody knew me and realized that my name, last name isn't Duck. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're in New York. We've yes. got two days. Why don't I can take a train trip to Baltimore to see if I can find something from the Alf or the uh, I can uh, find out something from the Poe estate. Ooh, Poe, Richmond, Virginia, apparently, where the where, is where the manuscript was edited by Poe and Thomas White. That would be half a that would be half a day train trip. That wouldn't be mm-hmm. that too far. Or there's Nantucket, where Pym was born and raised, allegedly. Well, I don't know. Nantucket's Connecticut. I don't know where that is from New York. I know where Baltimore is from New York City. I don't know where Connecticut is. Mm. Um, give me another idea roll. Did I roll lower than a 95? Yeah. <laughs> You've got a huge idea, haven't you? Um, you... I'm sorry. The auction house that was supposed to sell the manuscript is mentioned in one of the articles Okay. Uh, in the New York Post. The article, Rare Manuscript Linked to Lexicon Death. Um, the auction house is called Bosley's. Okay. 
and uh, can be found in the New York Directory and is located on 32nd Street, one block east of the Empire State Building. Yeah, let's go. Uh, oh. <laughs> the owner is Frank Bosley. <laughs> does he have like three daughters that are his angels? Yeah, yeah, he does. Boss named Charlie. Okay. I'm not going to her, I'm ignoring her. Okay. She's been fed, she had water, she's had a crap, she's vomited. <laughs> she, needs, she, needs, she wants you to go pick her up so she can pee on you. Well, <laughs> she's developed, well, she is peeing, never mind. No! Yeah. No! <laughs> He's kidding. He's kidding. Well, she was squatting down. <laughs> I'm You're just so saying, bad. if you know, you go there. <laughs> she actually ran. Yeah. Bastard! <laughs> Crikey, it's the corpus. Leg it. <laughs> Don't do that. These legs are pushing yeah. up under the, under the table, mister. Right. Stop leaning on the goddamn table. I'm leaning on the goddamn table. Uh, my foot on it. It started shifting. Because you're so goddamn heavy. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hello? Hello. How can I help you, sir? Uh, yes, I, I'm a... No, uh, I'm actually... Uh, had some questions. I was looking about the... Uh, papers said you were going to be the last auction house for a book, the uh, something something about doing PEM. All right. Yeah, and I was looking to see if you had a copy of the manuscript to uh, certify its authenticity. Mm, let me think. You mean the narrative of Arthur yeah. Gordon PEM? Yes. The one that was linked to that Lexington case? Yes. No, um, I'm afraid <coughs> that, um, never really, right. it was never sold through us. It was supposed to be, but, okay. um, it was not uh, ever sold through uh, through here. Um, uh, hang on a second. He goes and rummages through um, a drawer in the back room, comes back with an auction bill for the um, actual auction where it was supposed to have been sold, okay. describes the work in a paragraph or two. Okay. Essentially, it was an unbound manuscript purporting to contain the last four chapters of the book that Poe okay. has supposedly put together. What are you doing in there? No, shut it. He's going to come out of the closet. Are you about to come out the closet, Ned? I am now. Lindsay, Ned won't come out of the closet. <laughs> now he's out Yay! of the closet and he's looking fabulous. Lindsay, yeah. Okay, he's anyway. fabulous. I could see the bag. You get the food in there. Yeah, it's pretty stingy in there. That's funny. <laughs> So I put the bowl in there and shut the door. <laughs> <coughs> It'll refill itself. <laughs> you can get it later. Um, it was rather so interesting, the, the, uh, the case in itself. So um, I did a little digging around. Perhaps you'd be interested in this. Um, there was a letter from the previous owner. Yes. I think we still have a copy. Because it's Cthulhu and we have copies of many letters. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm collecting the whole set. The way he can run it when he wants to. The Fuchs letter. The Fuchs. Or Fuchs letter, if you will. Dear Mr. Bosley, 
<laughs> Bulls lie. Yeah. It's only been played here with Dan's special moments. It was only been dealing with in the past. My favorite impression of Lexington has taken place 20 years ago. Have I find difficult to imagine what benefit you may receive from my collections at this late date? As you know, a collector of antiquity. Read it out, boy! It is in my capacity that I first purchased the erstwhile Poe manuscript from a fellow collector, a man named Lionel White. The book arrived in good order and provided it proved exactly as promised. I recall that it was unbound in loose form and a number of pages were showing signs of wear. Mr. White had also included a letter summarizing his own researches into the origin of the work. It is clear that he continued, considered it genuine. I, I found that after some inspection that I had to disagree. You will be aware, sir, that the narrative of Arthur Gordon Penn differs in several aspects of style from the rest of Mr. Poe's body of work. The manuscript I had acquired was substantially the same as published work in its first 25 chapters, including the same, those same uncharacteristic usages and turns of phrase. The five, additional five chapters, however, were quite different even from the remainder of the manuscript in both style and content, and clearly had been written by a different hand. Once this was clear to me, I had no further interest in the work. However, clever the fiction was evidently not post tale but a homage or attempted forgery, and thus I sought to recover my purchase by any means possible. Mr. Lexington bought it eagerly, and I was able to secure a small profit from my trouble. I concealed nothing from Miss, Mr. Lexington when he came to examine the manuscript, it is that is my way of doing business. He drew his own conclusions and was delighted at the purchase, for which I wished him well. As I recall, he was excited at the possibility that the narrative represented an undocumented collaboration rather than an original work. I did not seek to dissuade him. As several other collectors inquired about the work, I referred them all to Lexington. There is very little else I can say about the purchase. As to your other question regarding the content of the additional chapters, I fear I can be of little use. I recall that they were unpleasantly speculative, some more than unusually macabre, and dealt with a tribe of inhuman whores that dealt in the, the Arctic and practiced human sacrifice. More than, I, more than that, I cannot say now. Wishing you the best of luck in your uh, continuing research, I am sincerely yours. Stanley Edgar Fuchs, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Stanley Fuchs. There's not a Mrs. Stanley Fuchs slap. Well, how do you know you can't see it from here? You can see it from here, though. Ah, oh, GM's okay. copy, dude. Oh, I have a copy yeah. of everything I hand to you. This is Cthulhu. Everything you get, yeah. I've got a copy of. Okay. Generally with... Well... <laughs> Just try out the page and eat it. Um, like in super bad. Yeah, that's about what you've got. Actually, we did that to a guy at a at a um, Mech Warrior tournament where we had the rules, photograph, photocopy, and he goes, "Well, it says right here." And the guy took the page, ripped it out, and ate it. <laughs> well, the guy had a, we're creating the rules right there. Where? <laughs> yeah, we, we had to, we had to give it to the point. We guy couldn't find it in the rules anywhere that it said that. Now that's so bad. Yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that that was not the first time the guy had pulled out the rules. So the, September the tenth and September the eleventh, you're doing all this research and talking to folk. Yeah, I was going to see if uh, Mister or Mrs. Fuchs uh, actually had uh, kept notes about it. Generally, when you critique a book mm -hmm. or you edit it, you you have liner notes. Yep. Gonna call him. Yes. Hello, Fuchs Residence. Yes. Uh, this is my name is Charles De Buena. I am uh, have researching the uh, the affairs on the the book, the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym, and the uh, the Unbound manuscript. I was seeing if I if you answer some questions or Mr. Fuchs or Mrs. Fuchs there. Uh, yes. Hold on. Hello, Stanley Fuchs. Ah, Mrs. Fuchs. Uh, my name is... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. That says Mrs. Right there. Oh, the S is blood. Okay, yes. Uh, my name is uh, Charles de Bonia. I uh, represent um, 
a group that was interested in uh, any information you might be able to provide for the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym. Uh, I sold that manuscript to um, Lexington some years ago. Yes, uh, we understand. I understand that uh, you investigated the works and found it to be a work of fiction. Well, I consider it so. It doesn't read like Poe's other works, and even if it is a collaboration. And the the final chapters, the alleged lost chapters, were totally different style entirely. Did you, as the um, Mr. Lexington, uh, with his untimely murder, they've been able, un, uh, un, unable to locate the book. I was wondering if you had any liner notes. Well, not really. No. Um, essentially, the body of the work, um, except for the final chapters, was. Um, Pretty much the same as the published version that you can buy in any bookstore. Yes, well, it's, it's the unpublished version. Yes, as I recall, there was something to do with um, a cannibal tribe of pygmies or something down in Antarctica and human sacrifice. And The writing style was not to my taste. To be honest, I only gave it a cursory examination. Uh, sounds like somebody who hopped on absent. Well, Mr. Poe's work was rather... Uh, Erratic at times, but uh, this this looked like um, someone had perhaps written five additional chapters and bound them in. So I considered it forgery. Well, do you know anybody else who would know the uh, exact nature of the uh, final five chapters? No, I'm trying to find the. I was actually trying to find the identity of the the man that did the second author because we have. I have some suspicions that he, he had altered several other books um. or tried to slide past. I can't remember who wrote it with Poe. Some guy did. Some guy did. Some guy called White, wasn't it, wrote it with Poe? I cannot remember. Yes, Thomas White was also an editor of the manuscript with Poe. Um, Mr. White was, um, well... I don't think he would have... Oh, do you mean they made this maybe a forgery after the fact? Yes, sir. That they've taken the original works and altered it a little and then added some chapters. Yes, sir. As I originally thought, perhaps. Right. Well, I don't know. But the, um, the gentleman I bought it off was Lionel White, a fellow collector. I do trust him. Um, the book arrived in good order. Um, exactly as he said it was. Okay. He uh, considered it genuine and I, I did not. But that is the way with these kind of things. Books pass around. Sir, um, it was unbound, so we just like, was the paper on this different chapter different, or did it Not these? significantly, no. If it was a forgery, it was definitely a good one. It did look like it was, um, printed all at the same time, so to speak. Okay, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can ask you. Did you find, uh, in the missing one, what was, the, what exactly was the ending? The ending yes. of the final chapters? Yes. I can't really recall, I have to say. Something to do with them returning to the world, I suspect. Something equally twee and generally not particularly horrific. Nobody likes a nasty ending now, do they? I'm sure there's money to be made somewhere. Hmm. No, I can't say I recall, I'm afraid. Okay. It's uh, one of those things... I read a lot of books, as you can expect. The ending. Hmm. No. No. If you can find the manuscript, I'm sure you could read it. I'm sure Acacia Lexington will be able to read it. She says it's in her library, so I hear. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. No problem. Thank you.
Hmm. Yes. They do return to the world. Okay. He was right. I was just confirming that's what did happen. Okay. I was pretty sure that's how it ended in the end of the chapters. They were chased by monsters and then escaped, essentially. Okay, so kind of like uh, King Kong. Yeah, exactly like King Kong, except for in the Antarctic. Gotcha. All right, then, Ed. Sleepy, Ed. Ned's tired. Let's fill him with coffee. Well, actually... Yeah, hey, who's got a fast talk? Has any, either of you two got a good fast talk? Bruce. Bruce. Big dog. Nope. Nope. Well, maybe I can science my way through. Try to call the Lexington estate. I'm sure they don't know me. <laughs> yeah, you're part of the uh, the rival expedition. They probably do know you. Well, I can always go by my, you know, doctor, doctor credentials. I'm a doctor, don't you know? Yeah. We can have Jenna do it. Yeah, we can have Jenna do it, but they'll know her in a heartbeat, won't they? They all love me. Not over the phone. Everybody loves me. Yeah. No. Click. Boom. Hello. <laughs> then they know her. <laughs> oh, was Show your face. Actually, I can I can try to call and uh, claim to be someone else mm-hmm. and try to you know say that reckon I was sent there by the auction house and the other people and we were and uh, say that I was supposed to be there a week ago. Are you giving them a call? Yeah. Lexington Estate. Uh, yeah. Say? yeah. Yeah. They've all been to bottling school where they trained yes. perfectly exactly How do you bottle? How does one bottle? I'm afraid, yes, I'm afraid you may not know me. My name is uh, Charles Whitmore. I uh, was supposed to be there last week at uh, Miss Lexington's. I was. I'm a. Uh, bo- I'm a rare book um, specialist. I was recommended by fill in the name of the auction house in the other place. Bosleys. Bosleys, and I'm was supposed to be. Uh, Reviewing several books, several books for her auction on her return. Would there, it would be possible for me to come in and uh, uh, look at the books, look at the uh, the manuscripts? I'm afraid not. Miss um, Lexington is away on her expedition. Yes, sir. I was supposed to be there last week, and unfortunately, due to inclement weather, my train was unable to arrive. Uh, it is unfortunate. Um, it just like went around the track until I was able to arrive. I'm afraid I can't allow anyone access the library in Miss Lexington's absence. Right, well, you know when she'll be returning? Yeah, several months, I should expect, sir. Because the auction's supposed to be in three weeks. Well, Miss Lexington didn't leave anything about a book, so. It's a shame, but uh, I think you missed your chance, sir. Perhaps when she returns. I'll uh, leave a message, sir. I've got your name here. Do you have the name of her... um, Perhaps her litigator would maybe maybe uh, give me access, since this is her affairs. A lawyer, sir? Yes. I'm Um, sure she has a business business manager. She does, yes. Uh, They're running a business. I don't think there's anything to do with her business, sir. This would be a private affair, surely, selling her own books. Well, I mean, someone who handles her investments and stuff. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I'll, I'll pass your details along then, sir, shall I? Uh, you want okay. to leave your number? Yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him actually, the hotel number. Okay. And my fake name. <laughs> fake name. Yes, and... Yeah. Well, I'm sure they don't know who Charles Whitmore is, because he ain't born yet, so... Thanks, Click sir. Click we've got to we've got to get into that place guys we've not already gone to the Antarctic well, yeah, the Arctic no, like Gl- Glenn's investigating <laughs> well, Glenn's investigating a lot how many handouts have you got make him stop he's, he's doing quite well for his hoard of handouts he has too many handouts I have 4.5 I have 4.4 <laughs> right. 4. no, you need caffeine 
I have 4.2, 4.3, and 4.1. Doing pretty well. We're just jiggling. J- jiggle Ned. Yeah, you jiggle Ned. David, put your hand down at the Ned's crotch. That'll keep him awake. <laughs> You're the DM, you do it. I can't reach, I'm afraid, mate. Otherwise, I would. You can get up. Oh, no. I can crawl under the table if needs to. Okay, yeah, go on, uh, I'll keep awake. Who's got, the, who's got a pick lock? I'm getting this book. I do. Okay. We'll wait for night to fall. Check your character, actually. Let me look. Do you think there's something ridiculous is on it? Like ninja at 105%. Not really. Rifles are the best. Well, you're a rifleman. Shoot freaking war. He's a soldier. Soldiers usually don't fire with bows and arrows anymore. How have you managed to drop stuff on this character sheet already? (laughs) I think it was when I picked up my drink. Have you spooged? I think it was when I picked up my drink. Okay. You have the nicer character sheet. I oh, do. no, you have the same as everyone else. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I printed out a different one for you. Yeah, no. You got a character sheet update soon. When you actually set off to the goddamn Antarctic. My you're going to try and break into the Lexington My pick lock involves yeah. shooting the lock, so I don't think I'd be very effective. No, apparently he doesn't have pick if, lock. If we're sneaking in, I wouldn't be he very He doesn't effective. have pick lock, he has a rifle. <laughs> Wayne Bruce have? That picks actually, I have well. it at 41%, so I'm not too bad. When Bruce has a battering. Are you actually going to try and pick what you're sneaking and stuff? Well, I'm actually pretty good because my job is to sneak up on things. That's well, only 10%. Never mind. <laughs> you can pick the lock perfectly, but very noisily. My sneak is 30%. It's creeping around in the trenches. Right, um, you're well into the um, 10th. Yeah. Well, um, we can try to... Mo has said that you will leave tomorrow. Okay. So you're going to be leaving in the morning. Hmm. So, do we know, um, uh, any idea, any way to find out how many servants this lady would have? House, by all accounts, her estate is large. You find some stuff in the socialite papers about people who've gone around to interview her at her estate, and apparently it is enormous, and Mm -hmm. she has an extensive staff. Okay, so, but I figure at night the staff's going to be asleep. Yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah, hope. And uh, more likely not living in the main house. Give me an idea, Chick. Yeah. Several of her staff may stay in the main house when okay. um, she is away to keep the house running and ensure security. Okay. Especially as she's away and it's so publicized. Okay. Well, we can always do the blatant thing, where if you, you know... Walk up and knock on the door. No, you go you go in, but you don't try to be... You, you, you try to maintain what you put, a noise level you would normally make if you were moving around. Don't sound suspicious. Just sound like someone moving. Yeah. That's funny. Well, you want to try that? We can leg it if we fail. I think Batman's asleep. Okay. He's obviously been sniffing his sleep gas off his utility belt. Oops, my <laughs> <running> backwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll try to do that. How did, you, how did you get to sleep last night, uh, this morning, Ned? 5.30. What were you playing, Ned? <sighs> Quake Wars. What's that? Quake, but Wars. Quake Wars on the Xbox. No. The PC. 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 Mm. He doesn't stay up playing Xbox. He falls asleep because he lays on the couch. Ah, you sit in an uncomfortable chair playing PC games. That's so finally removed World of Warcraft from my computer. Yay, did you get your soul back? Apparently. Yeah. And Lindsay removed it too. Um, we just weren't playing it. We kept it yeah. on when we moved here because we used to play and it was a way to talk to people it's back home, but 
all we ended yeah. up doing was logging on and just full of wankers. So. Yeah. Ten million wankers now, I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, every game, every mog, every, every morgue has a, about a two-year lifespan before the wankers migrate to it. Yeah. See, I, and then they move on. Apparently, City of Heroes is still pretty decent. I liked City of yeah. Heroes, mainly because you didn't have to fucking run everywhere. I want, to, I want to go on a quest from here to here to run 40 minutes of running down a goddamn road. Hated Warcraft. It turned the crap out of me. Yeah. Crap, 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 crap. So they're supposed to get the writing dog or whatever. Yeah, at level like 40. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So it takes you 40 levels just to sit on an animal to be as able, it moves. To be able to ride something, yeah. So what, that takes about what, a day or two? Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> if you're a Chinese gold farmer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Real people. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will try to pick the lock. If it's Are you actually dark. going to the? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to case the place. Okay, I'm going to sit in a car outside or some such. I'll walk around. I've got my credentials. I'll I'll walk around at like eleven or like it's going to be in the I guess in New York. It's probably going to be around um, Fifth Avenue, the Lexington Mansion in Queens. Queens. Yep, is a large modern mansion set back from the road. Beyond tall hedges and a curving drive, the driveway begins at a set of wrought iron gates, which are closed and locked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Walking around? Yeah. Let me spot hidden check. Come on, lowness. Thirteen would be low. Thirteen is good. Um, you notice there are several lights walking, effectively, like they're being carried around the garden perimeter. Okay. Um, on the inside... Um, there's at least two separate <coughs> points of light, and so. it appears that each separate point of light also has a dog. Okay. So it looks like she may have hired a security firm. I'll to go buy a flashlight. Track of her house. <laughs> a dog. Well, you and a poodle walking around the outside. Well, no, you just like the best way to look. You know, best way to sneak in is just like you belong there. To look like it. You actually know. You actually see as you're walking around one of the guards' passages a uniformed security guard. Okay. Okay. Why do I think you're Kolchak? <laughs> I'm getting very Kolchaky vibes from you. Okay. I've seen that show maybe three or four times. It's great. I love Kolchak. Not the not the old one, not the new one. I have the old oh, one. DVD. Yeah, the one with um, Darren. Yeah, yeah, whatever he was called. Yeah. I haven't got the movies. I need the movies. I should have. I just remember when list. when he finally died because he was the father in uh, Christmas Story. Really? Yeah. I was. That was probably. His greatest role ever, but uh, when he died, they said he leaves like a, fa- a wife, three kids, 16 grandkids, and a cloud of profanity that still lingers over Lake Michigan. This was a live Christmas story. That's cool. Okay. Yes. So, well, I'm going to try it when the guards go through. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get over the fence and turn on the flashlight so that... Okay. Let me a climb check. What is your climb? 40. Wow, yeah. you have climb. Has everyone climbed before? Everybody has climbed oh, okay. 40. Yeah, 31. Okay, you climb the gates and manage to get over. Okay. Make me a sneak check. Come on, Rollo. That's not low. Okay, I need to make a listen check. Okay. I'll make two listen checks. There's two guards, and they both roll high. You. I've got dogs. (laughs) One of which is not deaf. The other witch is pretty deaf. You hear, um, to your right, the guard that just walked past you, his dog turns around and starts to pull back towards the gate. 
Is what you bark here? Yeah, it starts to bark. <laughs> it starts to bark. Okay. Um, he turns around and starts shining his flashlight. Oi! Turn the, you! Flashlight, turn the flashlight back on him. Uh-huh. So you can't see who you are? Yeah. Yeah, then what? What? What are you doing? I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something I left in the garden this morning. What? I left my trail. Stay right there. Not going anywhere. <laughs> Turned into an Australian garden. <laughs> yeah. He walks towards you with the dog and the flashlight. You can hear the other guards coming around behind you. Yeah. What are you gonna do, dude? Hmm. What are you gonna do? It's like when it's let's get belligerent. <clears throat> Right! You know me! Still doing the flashlight. You know me! Put your light down, son. You hear a click of a holster clip. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guard gets taken out from the building across the bush. <laughs> 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 yeah. Welcome to the 1930s. There's a sniper. I think I got him. <laughs> He's asleep. Want milk and sugar in your coffee? He yes! Wants, he wants lots of sugar. I'll use my biology to, you, to describe the plant. Just pour a monster in the, it! Uh, I'm sh- <laughs> Give me a biology check. 43 on a 46. Nice. You start talking I about... Was look, yeah, I was looking... You know, I, was like, I was working on the Eunectus marinus when you know, I realized that the trout... You know, I, I must have left my trout here. So I went, to get, I went to go get it back, passing by the chrysanthemums. You can clearly see it here because of the right here. <laughs> yes. Right, well, have you got it? Hmm? Have you got it? Uh, yeah. Get the hell out of here. All right, right. sorry for bothering you. And kicks you out, closes the gate. And and I was going to say that I'm, I'm sure the gardeners live in the <laughs> house. <laughs> no. Well, let me go, I need to go put it back, in, let me go put it back in the, uh... Come along, man. All right. We'll take you. He walks right. you over to the, around the back of the house where the, Tool so. shed and effective storage area is the biggest okay. dirt, very big. Okay. Him and his dog walking you. Okay. Yep. He unlocks the shed. All right. Opens the door. There he goes. Why if I go clean up a bit? I can't walk around like this. It looks suspicious. Well, I can't let you in the house because I don't have a key. I've got a key. Why do you have a key to his Lexington's house? Because I have to take care of the plants on the inside too. All right. <laughs> okay. Don't belong. Oh, I won't. Don't worry about me. Have a good one. Me and the dog will wait here. All right. Get to the house. Pick that goddamn lock. <laughs> well, you don't need to jam. Try harder. <laughs> I got so, it. You click the lock. Yeah. Okay. The lock clicks open. Okay. Okay. You going in? Okay. Yeah. The alarm goes off. No. <laughs> The 1930. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy with a bell. Just stood at every window. <laughs> stood at every window. Yeah. Um, you walk in. It's a big, shiny, modern mansion. Okay. Going off the images from the society pages, try to get to the the libraries. Okay. Find the library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And search like a mother. Okay, maybe a uh, spot hidden check, I suppose. Okay. There's no search in this, is there? No. no. Spot hidden. Yeah, it's all spot hidden. 18, uh, 45. That's pretty decent. You, um, search the library. There are a lot of old and interesting books in here. Okay. But you don't find this unbound book that you're looking for. Okay. It doesn't appear to be there. Okay. Look around for anything that would be like a false mm-hmm. binding. 
or anything out of place. Come on. What is it? Got it. <laughs> well, I got the spot hidden check again. You don't find anything like that. There's no secret okay. hidey holes. There's nothing. You find a, a small safe behind a, um, a picture, but the safe is unlocked and open and empty. Hmm. As if all of it's where she kept uh, her important papers and perhaps she's... Uh, hmm. What about his private study? This would. This, oh, there's a big oh, desk oh, here with you. lots of uh, papers and what have you. You all right? Hey, yeah. Think, Lindsay please. likes a nice hot cup of tea. Well, uh, my fingers slid down there and oh, it was yeah. the high. Yeah. This is Lindsay's pot, oh, pond of tea. Well, Are you scaring a... people, Rube? She's so big and frightening. Puppy. My dad's dog is half blind and half oh. deaf as it is, so it's like I'm like. Oh. He got in front of me earlier today. I'm like. <laughs> Ruby's just half stupid. Okay. I'll see if there's anything else. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that out of place would it be like a trophy room. Ooh, that make me stuff. an idea check. Yes. You've no idea. Okay. If, if the book was here, it should be in the library. Okay. So From what you've read, Acacia isn't particularly interested in books. Okay. So most of these are probably as they were left by the old guy when he died. Okay. So you don't think it's here. Okay, well, I'll go clean up a bit and go back to the security guard mm-hmm. and escort it out. Okay, you are escorted out. Okay. Very good. You yeah. return to the boat and sleep? Yeah. I used a biology check and fit of stealth. Okay. Woo-hoo. All the crew and party members gather on board the ship for the first time on the morning of the 11th. And the Gabrielle sets sail at last early that evening. Did we christen it? What do you mean? Like smash the bottle. Oh, it's already been going for years. <laughs> what you got? I have a coffee. My God, thank you, darling. Ooh, oh yeah, there was twirls. Did yeah. I tell you? And Twixies. Yeah, find them now. <laughs> I didn't know that they were there. I forgot to tell you, didn't mm-hmm. I? There are twirls and Twixies. These are mine. Twixies, <laughs> Twixies, and twirls. <laughs> <laughs> David. Looks like there's going to be fog in. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. It's a right piece super. <laughs> there's two That's fingers on each one. They have to share. I don't have to I'm not having one all to myself because I'm free. That's going to be so loud. I'm going to be so So, yes, you've set sail on the 11th, the early evening of. The skies are covered with a high, thin cloud, the sea is choppy. A number of small boats turn out to watch as the ship salutes the Statue of Liberty and continues alone south into the Atlantic. Take some shots at it, Gorilla. Gorilla? Finally. It's eight, not Gorilla. Set. Yeah. Sail. Hey. Ned? (laughs) You're popular. Probably all those text messages I've been sending him for the past month that I haven't been getting now. Would you like me to read out the um, chapter 4B, which is about the ship you're on? Sure. Okay. Really? Well, no, not this really. This is a very boring <laughs> section. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really need to know about ship. You don't care about it, do you? brother. Okay. You can do a recording separately, just reading it. The out. ship they're on is yeah. like this. I'll do it for you. Thank you, darling. Um, suffice it to say that it's an oil-burning steamer that was launched in 1913. It's Scottish. Uh, it was built for operations in Arctic waters and has a hull of Swedish wrought iron, an inch and a quarter thick. When you say Swedish, you have to say it in the same way. Swedish. Uh, she is not an icebreaker. Um, she's not a bad size. 
has lots of cargo space, lots of crew. Um, no. Some incidental equipment, including four lifeboats, 25-person capacity each. Like missing a chunk. Two of these are motorboats with a six-knot top speed. She has um, life rings, water, lights, flares, rockets, and four life rafts. Only four. Um, it's not like rap. There's a network of fire hoses powered by independent seawater pumps, and there are 14 CO2-charged hand fire extinguishers, mostly midships. Other than that, it's a ship. Crew meals are served uh, starting at 7.30, a.m. and 7.30 p.m. Cargo holds are inspected at least once a week by the chief officer and the ship's Snedge carpenter. Shoe. Hmm. She put that shoe on mine and was chewing on it. <laughs> there are three ships' watches each twelve hour in each twelve hour period from twelve till four, four till eight, and eight till twelve. There you um, go. I'm a lady. I don't have to. That's essentially what you're doing. A bit about mm. the cabins. Chocolate had a bit missing. Why? It had a little piece missing. It was like half a chocolate bar. Like a mouse deepness. <laughs> no, just one there. Ruby likes the idea of chocolate, but her <sighs> chocolate is incredibly poisonous to small dogs. Yeah, mm. she doesn't actually like it. Although she it's just keeps trying to eat it. Real chocolate. A lot of this isn't, but better safe than sorry. This is proper. Yeah, it's in, proper proper in, chocolate in, with chocolate, chocolate in it. Yeah. It's almost it's almost as good as a, you know the, the stuff from Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, it's proper English. Time we on Tiger. We're on one thirty. It's almost like the one she. I would just like to say you've set sail for mm-hmm. fuck's sake. Yeah. We all do a little dance. Yeah. Do, do, do. You've yeah. said so. We've, we've got almost every handout from do, chapter do, 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 four do. that I can tell. You did pretty well, do, 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 do. actually. Yeah. Okay. You, um, yeah. Oh, would you like a few nautical terms, which apparently are down here just to know? Uh, I grew up in a naval family. Would you like? Okay. Port, starboard, aft. Well, yes, but your character didn't. Poop dick. Go for it. Uh, aft. There's not a toward the stern of a ship. Amidships. In the centre of the ship, midway between bow and stern. <laughs> Boson. Boson. Highest okay. ranking in... Boatswain, a minor official of the crew. Boson. It's spelled Boatswain, but it's pronounced Forecastle. Forecastle. The cabin areas in the bow of the ship. Bow, bow. Bow, bow. bow. Four. Forward towards the bow of the ship. Sounds <laughs> like a, you know, the like a... Somebody that cruise ship. And this is called the boat. <laughs> <laughs> you should Lee. be a tour guide. Ali, the side of a ship or solid object which is away from the wind. Line, rope. Port, to the ship's left when facing the direction of motion. Starboard, to the ship's right when facing the direction of motion. Tiller, the steering mechanism. Apparently, Ruby is trying to chew Ned's shoes. <laughs> you look like you were asleep, and then as soon as I stopped, you went, what? <laughs> you're like a robot. You're only allowed to be alive when I'm not speaking. <laughs> <laughs> what is the dog doing? Jeez, you're shoe. such a bad dog. You're being adopted out next week. That's it. No more dogs. You alright, mate? Mm-hmm. Cool. I always love death. Don't sit on my foot. Okay. <laughs> 
The SS Gabrielle leaves New York City on the afternoon of September the 11th, 1933. This is excellent tea, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, I made it coffee instead. <laughs> well, I realised I had some nice coffee left, so I made what it. What we got? It's the nice coffee. <laughs> it was, yeah. And cruises smoothly southward along the eastern seaboard. Apparently you have a strange sense of freedom, according to the adventure, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you're on the front, <laughs> lifting your top up, dear. Oh At last, God. the journey is underway. Your troubles are behind you. An adventure lies ahead. <laughs> She's queen of the world. Excitement fills the air. Afterwards, it's hard to say who popped the first cork. An hour after departure, as soon as the ship has passed the five-mile limit, We're the entire group is crowded into the officer's mess. Champagne flows freely, Starkweather and Moe both toast the future, and the expedition's good fortune grinning ear to ear. Peter Sykes entertains the party with old Newfoundland whalers' shanties, accompanied by spoons and cook-pot drums, and offers to teach the words to whomever wants to listen. Actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. Fabulous, dear. Thank you. My little sound engineer. The more well-travelled members of the team regale one another with tales of previous great adventures <laughs> they've had and disasters they've witnessed. The fun goes on till sunset when the ship's cook clears the room to begin setting up for dinner. You have an hour to themselves before the meal, which is eaten at long tables in the ship's mess hall. Thereafter, your time is your own. I get to sit at the captain's table. There is no captain's table. It's all one well, long I make bench. a captain's table. <laughs> yeah, the captain sits sit. at a table. You just kind of like rip off the end of the table. Captain! <laughs> you can sit near the captain if you like. Can I be his right-hand fantasy lady? No. He's a seaman. And he looks like this. Oh, that's quite dashing. He looks like Captain Birdseye. <laughs> the old version. What's his name? Captain Vredenberg. <laughs> Because the nice captain got killed before I even met him, didn't he? Yes, he did. Of which he's thankful. <laughs> Are you dipping your twirl into the coffee? More sugar, he's adding more sugar. I put quite a lot of sugar in there as well for you. Because I know that you basically have like Oh my some god, I'm going to get him arrested. He's going to drive home and that way I get home before I fall asleep. <laughs> and before he sets off. <laughs> what, time did, what time did you go to bed last night? Half past five. This morning? This morning. <laughs> he was playing Quake. Quake Wars. Oh, so now you're going to put your, it in reverse and push the gas same time at every stoplight? <laughs> Try to activate the race? No wonder you were late to work. How was your day of um, playing Guitar Hero? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was playing... Uh, I want to play that. I didn't get much of a chance to play today. You busy? We got a lot of stuff in, and mm. people traded a lot of stuff in. Cool. Anything good? Um, one person traded six old cell phones. What do you do with those? We send them back. Yeah. You get you like mine because it's food. Whatever. What do you get for an old cell phone? Well, it depends on... What make and model. Yeah. Well, mine's just stopped. They had one that was $178. Wow. 
that they traded in. Ooh. You take all the cell phones. I wonder what that's worth. Yeah, they trade the cell trio. phones. Trio. Mm-hmm. Brand new. Got all the. Pretty new. Everything. Cable I think he got sixty three for his, but he didn't have a charger or anything. Oh, charger is, disc. It's case. also it's also unlocked to any network. <laughs> you just fill in the details and it tells you how much it's worth. Mm-hmm. Cool, we'll do that. Yeah, we need to bring the weed in. When you're next at work, and it's going to be quiet. The wee and the. <laughs> Monday. Cool. I'd just like you to tell everybody how hilarious it was when we came to visit your shop with Hal's mum and she started doing an aeroplane impression around your store. (laughs) (laughs) She just started going... I think she was bored. (laughs) We 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 were still talking to Ned and we were like, okay, the crazy lady's in here. Crazy lady! (laughs) That's the job. That's so funny. (laughs) Made me sad. Right. Yes, sir. What? You've eaten, yes. Um, ship moves smoothly through Atlantic waters. The rise and fall of the vessel in the waves, while noticeably gentle and soothing, accompanied by the continuous faint thrum of the great engines below decks. Everyone is a little wobbly at first until they get their sea legs, but within hours the motion of the sea seems natural. Sea legs? Sea legs. Oh, 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 oh. You're so funny. <laughs> it's on That's audio. That's what it was from her. Not from the Ruby. <laughs> Ruby? Hey, Ruby. You bad, bad, Come naughty me. girl. Hello. Hello. Tell me more about the ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's about the only one that cares. <laughs> well, look, she's so interested. Come on, Ned. Come on. Come on, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> the SS Gabriel is not a luxury liner. Dog. Yes. Wife. Yes. Dog. Wife. Hey, baby. Dog. Yes. Pet names go here. Sorry. What did I call her? Oh, baby. Oh, because oh. little cute and wobbly. Oh, nice. <laughs> she had poo outside. No, she did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't ask. But she's eaten since then. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> you just kissed poo. <laughs> Squirrel poo. <laughs> Thank you, Ruby. Oh, you're all happy now, are you? <laughs> you made a good job. Well, we shared something. We didn't. We couldn't see what it was, but could have been a walnut. I'm trying to feed the squirrels walnuts. <laughs> They're ignorant of walnuts. Oh, the, this the day the dog was out, sort of about this part of the garden, and she for the first time ever she noticed a squirrel. It was running. Was it running along the ground? So she chased it. The squirrel ran up the tree, and she ran up to the tree. And just, woof, woof, woof. The squirrel went up about this high, and then jumped at her. Just over the top <laughs> of the head. Just skimmed the top of the head. The dog shot itself right away. <laughs> 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 we were just stood there watching. We were nearly crippled. We were laughing so much. We need a video camera on her all the time. We do. Strapped to her head. <laughs> just like being attacked by squirrels. Oh, right. Yeah. The SS Gabriel is not a luxury liner. The cabins are small and cramped, with room for little more than the occupants. Bunks and a minimum of luggage. Cabin mates are stacked two or three up in narrow bunks. The stools and chairs provided are almost immediately moved into the lounges, where where they're more comfortably used. Washrooms and showers are similarly spartan. There are no bathtubs aboard aboard the ship. The stewards provide laundry service, but there is no provision for special treatment. Fine garments should be stored away for the duration. You're listening, Jenna. Yes, I am listening, Daddy. The crew are, of, of, uh, are everywhere, 
mixing and mingling with the explorers in their off hours. They're a social bunch, most have little education. Despite their good natures, however, it's impossible to hide the fact that the explorers are very much intruders in their world. Some of the crew are garrulous, but others watch quietly and make no friendly gestures. There is even, at times, a strange sense of unease in the air, as if the explorers are objects of suspicion or fear. Anyone want to make me a psychology check? Woo, I'll do it. I haven't got my dice out. Come on, five or less. Can I roll your Five or less. Can I roll a ruby? Yes, slightly less. Well, what's your psychology? My psychology. Bless you. Bless you. Good Bless you. God, excuse me. Come on. Laugh at me for eating poo, will you? <laughs> <laughs> we need to go out and do something more grown up, won't it? Come on, five or less. Bully. Okay. 19. So close. Lens, what's your psychology? 35. Roll it. There you are. 34. There you go. Jenna, you notice that the suspicion is real and widespread. It is strongest among the able seamen and the engine crews. Uh, it doesn't appear to exist in the ship's officers. Um, the sailors won't discuss their worries with you. Um, but um, and any officer you ask about, it says that the crew are a suspicious lot and think you're unlucky. Me? Or Me? No, the, the whole crew. Oh, okay. The whole set of explorers. Well, let's kill a few so they get, get that out of their minds. I want to... Wait, that would be... I'm sure I can find the poker game between them all. Oh, yeah. Want me to read you the schedule? What's going on? On the morning after launch, Tuesday the 12th of September... What day do we get to do aerobics? The daily routine begins. It is not too different from the pattern of the past two weeks ashore. Breakfast for the expedition is served from 8 till 9 each morning. A small chalkboard is set up in both mess halls. Every morning they show the ship's position in latitude and longitude, the times of sunrise and sunset, the predicted weather and any assignments or classes offered for the day. There is no formal lunch, but sandwiches and cold foods are laid out in the mess halls from noon till one o'clock. Mr Starkweather has his tea in the officers' mess at four o'clock each day, and the evening meal is held each night at eight. Every few days Starkweather and Moore transmit expedition bulletins to the outside world, filled with inconsequential information about life aboard the Gabrielle. Most of the explorers regard these with a certain amount of amusement, and printed copies of Starkweather's self-important broadcasts are sometimes satirised in the crew's lounge to great gales of laughter. <laughs> Meals are communal affairs, served family-style from the cook's big pots in the galley. The expedition takes its meals in two separate groups. Starkweather, more the senior scientists and any ladies present eat in the officers' mess with Captain Vrendenberg. So that's you and Glenn eating in the officers' mess, and probably Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm left out. This is generally a leisurely affair with fine porcelain and silver, followed by brandy and cigars <laughs> after dinner. The other 20-odd expedition members gather in the crew's mess aft and eat their meals <laughs> off scuffed steel and crockery. The crew's sitting is usually a loud, friendly affair. <laughs> video dynamite with a beard at a monkey. Oh, are you Clyde? <laughs> right, Clyde. Kind, of, kind of like that man from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's Clyde. No, that's not. No, that's what he's doing. Is that what, oh, okay. 
Two slides. It's the orangutan from the movie, which we have to lose. And any which way you can. Yeah. Famous for the turn, right turn, Clyde. Mm -hmm. When he punches the, uh, the biker. <laughs> what? <laughs> right turn, Clyde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, between meals and in the evening, the investigators times their own. Expedition members can read, chat, play cards, practice on musical instruments, though there are no harmonicas. No! Listen to the radio or to records in one of the lounges or do whatever they desire. Several parts of the ship are off limits, the cargo holds are sealed, uh, and you're asked not to go into the engine room while the Gabrielle is underway. But otherwise, you're free to explore so long as you do not disturb the crew or get in the way. Boredom is not a problem. Professor Moore's classes see to that. Can I give classes? Can I give etiquette classes? You could. Moore expects everyone on the expedition yeah, to become as familiar as possible with the facts of life in the Antarctic before arrival. He has asked a number of the expedition's experts to lecture and give lessons in their areas of expertise during the voyage. Ooh, this is the facts of life. There are no women, so remember, up, down, up, down. <laughs> That's very wrong. And then yeah, it freezes. And he holds a goal. <laughs> and he holds a goal. That's the old Cumbrian adage. <laughs> Apparently so, dear. Yep, gets you through those lonely, lonely nights. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful you get your, stung t your tongue stuck to the post. <laughs> Attendance in these sessions is not mandatory, but it is expected. Those who don't attend soon hear from more. Classes begin at once and continue through the trip. So, classes, ladies and gents. You're not lurch. <laughs> You're classes, I don't want to learn something. You took, I want to learn Arctic survival. <laughs> I, went, I went down to um, Howell's University well, with him last week and I sit outside his lecturer's office on my laptop and his lecturer was like, oh, you can come into the classes. So we're like, we're going to the Arctic or the Antarctic? Antarctic, sorry. So we've got a huge long trip ahead of us going from New York to well past... You're going to Australia first. Oh, we got to go to Australia land. Oh. He's stopping in Australia to reprovision. You're going, you're going through the Panama Canal. Here, in fact. So it's 2,000 miles, roughly, then through the Panama Canal and into the Pacific. Oh, oh, oh. And when, we cross the, when we cross the equator, I get to be King Neptune. You don't know that tradition? When a ship crosses the equator, everybody has to answer to King Neptune. The people who haven't crossed the equator before. That's so funny. And they have to do it again when they cross the Arctic Circles. You didn't know that? That's some crazy, crazy sea traditions, isn't that? Well, maybe it's just a long tradition. Okay. No, 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 it's no. My brother has my brother has an autograph poster from King Neptune, or an autograph plaque from King Neptune, saying that he went through the. Uh, and my father has the same one too. When they when they crossed it, they usually like shave his head or something. At least in the navy, they did. I'm not making that up. Right, right turn, Ned. <laughs> 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 that was funny. Good. Uh, you realize he would be punching you? No, that's his left hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if, he's, if you're doing the driving, you signal with your left hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Depends on the side you're sitting. Perhaps it's an English car. This is, yeah. Yep. Peter Sykes, the Arctic Guide, teaches small groups how to assemble, disassemble, and repair the camp equipment every morning for an hour or two in the officer's mess while Dr. Green gives lessons in cold weather medicine and first aid in the expedition laboratory. Jenna Tatton-Brown gives um, lessons on etiquette 
past. We might want to have somebody give you know calisthenics lessons so we can raise some skills since we're going. It's going to take I months. Okay. The Sorensen brothers teach how to make snowshoes, how to repair and maintain skis, and the basics of climbing safety each afternoon. While Patrick Miles discusses aircraft maintenance in the number two tween deck hold. Gregor Pulaski and Enka Fiskarsen introduce interested team members to the dogs and teach them the rudimentary rudiments. That's interesting. That's what? The phone is glowing. The phone is glowing. Sorry, we have. We're playing Call of Cthulhu. Sorry, that's the government. They're spying on us. Yeah, they've turned it into a into a yeah listening device. And teach them the rudiments of harness law and sled safety. Yeah. Douglas Halperin gives lessons on aer- aerial navigation. Professor Albemarle lectures about Antarctic weather. Louis Laroche teaches radio operations and beginning Morse code. Gilmore and O'Doul give lessons on the assembly and operation of the Pabodi drills and ice melters. Professor Griffiths teaches formal classes on Antarctic geology and history, while Professor Moore himself lectures on the history of the Antarctic exploration and discovery. The lessons change from day to day at the whim of their teachers and take place at differing times, but all are repeated more than once. Investigators who wish to teach lessons of their own are welcome. All they need to do is talk to Professor Moore or simply chalk their own announcement up on the board in the morning. As the voyage continues, the lesson plans change and become wider-ranging and more whimsical, including Etiquette by Jenna Tatton Brown. By the time the ship docks in Melbourne, Dr. Green is expected starting class in modern ballroom dance, Sam Winslow is uh, trying to gather others for a barbershop quartet, and little folded paper figurines like the one Dave Packard teaches have begun appearing all over the ship. So, to start with, it's pretty formal. <laughs> okay. Um, suggestions so, this falls under training? Yes, it does. Okay. I have rules, by God. Rules. Okay. Investigators who attend the daily, nearly, nearly one-on-one classes held around the Gabriel gain familiarity in useful, perhaps life-saving subjects. For each week of lessons, a character in a subject... You may roll a percentile dice less than the character... Oh, oh yeah. And the player should try to roll a percentile dice less than the character's int. If the roll is successful, you receive 1d6 percentiles in that skill. So we have to roll percentile less than our end. Yeah, that's, what I was going that's to... That's mega harsh. I got to yeah. 17%. Well, we can train... We can do pugilism to train in hand-to-hand combat so we can raise dodge and fisticuffs and have shooting contests. Well, what I've got to start with yes. is polar survival, okay. cold weather gear, and oxygen masks. Right. I, have polar weather, I have polar survival, extreme temperatures, and high altitudes. I have polar survival, individual movement, and safety. Hmm. Climb, the use of ropes and other gear. Aircraft maintenance or heavy operate heavy machinery for the aeroplane guys. Drive dog sled. Um, Dogs. Navigation, in-flight navigation. Meteorology. Radio operations. Operate heavy machine, Pabodi ice drill. Geology and history. I'll study them all. Well, you can study. Well, let's uh, as 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 there's two offered. Okay, from each. Um, well, there's, there's, there's like some in the morning and some in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So what I'll do is I'll let you have two. What's the first two per week? What's up to you? Okay. You can pick two. 
Let's try survival, because that sounds really important. Hall of survival. Yes. Movement and safety. I think that... Yeah. I think that rolling a percentile under your int is incredibly harsh. Okay, let's try to... Considering, no, considering that you're having one-on-one lessons, it shouldn't be... You shouldn't... You, in Hall of survival... I mean, 1% in polar survival is going to be something like, we put on warm clothes so we don't freeze. Well, what's, you know, the, uh, what's, the, what's the Cthulhu book tell you? You don't learn skills like this in Cthulhu. You're not going to the Arctic. Well, no, they have, they have special things for individually taught. No, you don't learn skills like this. You learn skills by using skills. You can learn... Well, no, because it, I, there is a thing where if you do book study... Yes, there is, but this isn't... Technically, it would be like a university easier. study, because this is one-on-one and intensive. I didn't... See, I think it's a bit harsh rolling underneath your int, so I might give you a bit of a bending. I got a two! <laughs> Way! Oh, two, give me that d6. And a pencil. I got a 94. You fail. I so rolled under my int of 100. Skills starting <laughs> from zero. Hang on, here we go. Yeah, I didn't learn No, nothing. Ned, Ned. Several words exist. The keeper should adopt any of the following ideas they feel appropriate. In a dire situation, a player rolls a one for the requested skill. He gets a skill check for it. Player and keeper may arrange formal training, schooling, or apprenticeship, and 1d10 points automatically accrues for every six months of study. Well, considering where this is... Too many adventures in a semester will invalidate the classroom work. Player and keeper may arrange self-study, and investigator must study for six months, and then a player rolls a d100 equal to or less than the average of their int and pow. Succeeding gets you d10 points... A failure gives you no points for that six months. For the investigator has any special needs for physical skills like jump, has a lot of time to practice, then I should allow you to experience check, blah, blah, blah. Consider- that seems horrendously harsh for learning these skills. Well, it's because they don't expect the characters to live that long. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We're not supposed to want to better ourselves. No, we? what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow you into times three okay. for this. That, yeah, seems, that seems fair to me. Okay. Uh, yeah? Pencil. Pencil. Uh, two still passes. Just write it in the extra skill slots, polar survival. Anyone else learning polar survival? Yeah, I try. Ned? Was uh, any of the uh, heavy machinery or... Yes, the aircraft what? mechanic is teaching aircraft maintenance and operate heavy machinery. Okay, that's the one I want to do. Which one would you like? Aircraft maintenance or operate heavy machine? Is there a base for any of these? Well, aircraft maintenance I one. would already have. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's just part of your other skills. This is specifically it's to the aircraft you're taking. It's, mecha- it's mechanical repair you've got. There. Somebody's going yeah. to force me to take heavy, oh, heavy machinery. I will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Heavy machinery. I don't want to take any classes. Have you got that skill already? What? Heavy machinery. heavy machinery? No. No, okay, go for it. And trying to climb. Just climb. Hey! <laughs> Okay. Three times you didn't do it. 14, 28. Hang on, we're on the first day here. You stop at climbing, mister. Some other time. Yeah, I'm stopping at What, you're on 14 times 3? 42. That's it. Yep, roll it. My climb goes up from 40 to 42. Woo! Yeah. 37. Jenna learns polar survival. That was my morning class. What about my afternoon? Yeah, polar survival to Jenna. Jenna, you need to roll a d6. Oh, yeah, polar survival. One plus. Three. Three. Four. You have 3% in polar survival, Jenna. I thought it was one. Ooh, one you might start at one, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, no, nobody. Well, yeah, go on. We'll play the new rules. Everyone has okay. 1% in everything, so you have a free 1%. So don't forget. I'm just saying this is on the character sheet everything. Except yeah. Mythos Lore, which we'll have to hold a class on that. 
Yeah. What did you get? On the in, in what was this called? Well, Paul's survival. They have a call. Have you ever D six? Mythos three. Nope. Add it on. Write it in your character sheet. It's a spare blank box. What are you I learning? Feel so out of place. What are you learning from your second Damn. skill that week? Um, I'm going to learn radios because I want to be the broadcasted one. Radio operation. Interesting. Let's see, Mr. Okay, the following creatures will drive you absolutely insane. There you go. Nineteen. Mm. Roll a d6, Jenna. I only rolled a one. Two. This is the on switch. Can you Radio remember that? Ops. No. Well, she has a 2% chance. She's doubled her normal chances of uh, being able to use a radio. Oh. What's the other classes? Hang on. Ooh. So I would like to know. Just add one more. Here you go, sweetie dog. <laughs> Down you You're go. not going to learn anything? No, I tried Polar Survival, so now I'm trying another one. Your oh, second yeah, second classes. Um, polar Survival, Climb, Aircraft Maintenance and Operate Heavy Machinery, Drive Dog Sled, mm. Navigate, Meteorology, Radio Operation, yeah. uh, Geology and History at this point. I'll do the uh, navigate. Just navigate. It's all Roll right. it. It's all yeah. right. Get lost and kind of find. It's in-flight navigation. All right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's something. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> now the ninety-eight. I must roll. I must roll. Run roll master for you. You'd be like slaying stuff for everyone. The... Until he rolls that hot one. Roll again, hot one. <laughs> uh, and then roll again. Hot one again. No, you, you roll zero, one, and then you roll a hundred. Yeah. In Rollmaster, if you roll to one start. to four, when you present hell dice, you do what's called open-ended roll downwards. Yeah. So you take your initial roll, and then you minus whatever you roll uh. again. Um, and if you roll 96 or more, you roll again. So if you roll 96 in your initial roll, you go up and add it. If you roll zero... Uh, one to four on your initial roll, you, you then it. subtract. But if you keep rolling 96 or more on your downward roll, you can end up with like minus 300, minus 400. That's when you, you commit seppuku. Yeah, you've chopped your own legs off. So my guy's like, what is weast? What is that? <laughs> we, sooth. Yes. <laughs> is that soup? News. What is news? N E W S. News. Oh, Doug. So Swim. sweet. This is my news. <laughs> is that Norwegian? I don't speak Norwegian. I think I'll go take etiquette class because I probably will be. Yeah, they're, not on, they're not on yet, unfortunately. And watch, I'll, I'll, I'll get that one. And two and three and step and twirly. You're going to go to that Hey, sign me up for that ballroom dancing class. She's making there is a line crossing <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> I war- I told you I wasn't making that up. No, don't tell There's him. There's a line crossing ceremony. Don't tell him. That's so funny. Hey, I've got seasickness rules if you'd like me to use them. Sure. <laughs> you'd have to check our constitutions, wouldn't you? It'd have to be a roll on that. It is, it's con, got... yeah. It's, it's, in a hurricane you roll con times one not to be seasick. That's just disgusting. What? I'm very Where's worried that you're going to fall off that chair and brain yourself, and as you're in our house, we would be responsible, so I'm going to How ask you, you not to do that. You just have to bury me in the backyard, and nobody would be the wiser. Oh my god. I just wanted it on record that I was okay. aware that you were maybe going to hit well, No, Ruby will dig you up. Yeah. And then we have to rebury you, and then Ruby will dig you up again. We'll just, we'll just feed you to some pigs. We're archaeologists, we know how to get rid of you. <laughs> Yeah, you drive the, me the, cross, down the, 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 the crossing the line people. ceremony is rather interesting. Yeah, it, does, it, it does involve someone who dressed as Neptune and someone else as Davy Jones, apparently. 
Davy Jones is really cool. Blah, 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 that's oh, he's Cthulhu <gasps> kill him! He is! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Could you get any further onto the table, Ruby? Ruby, come here! No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's smiling. <laughs> That's so funny. There is no Let's see if there's something you're looking for. You get your blinkers. All right, Peppy. Blinkers. I only look at David. No, you don't look at David. I only look at the floor. <laughs> Only look at the floor. <laughs> she's on the table. Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at her. Now she's sad. Isn't that right, Ruby? Uh, she's sad now that she's been noisy, scraped Poopies. her balls, tired. crapped her in here, had a little and vomit. She starts smiling on that one. Yeah, Eating poo. She, she's yeah. done the whole bingo card tonight of everything You're possibly she could idea. do. Was naughty. Okay, I get to be Neptune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm the lady. I get to do all the styling rules. Have you ever been to the? Have you ever crossed the equator? No. Okay then. Hope you. you I hope you like either. short hair. Hmm? You haven't either. I hunted the bunyip. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to Australia to hunt? Australia? Yeah, that's it's where they have the bunyip. The bunyip. The river. It's a. It's a mythical creature. Yeah. And apparently it's supposed to be a map. It looks, it looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Bunyip, doesn't it? Okay. I have a default setting for my character to deal with Glenn's character. Yeah. Nod and smile and walk away. <laughs> yes, dear! Uh-huh. Beep! The one in front of the <laughs> Click! Beep! Ah! This is. No, the Bunyip, according to. Jesus! Yeah. According to Lisa, they have, the Bunyip was like a. kind of like a. Cross between a dragon and an otter. <laughs> oh, very scary giant. A drotter? It was either a friend of the Aborigines or a horrible monster, depending on which legend you hear. I just wanted to kill it. You're right there, Ru. <laughs> You're suffocating her. <laughs> <laughs> suffocate! <laughs> stop saying these scandalous it's lies like she, on audio. She suddenly days. pops up and going, <laughs> right, that's it. Ruby, I wonder why he's breathing so heavy. <laughs> I need to get as much you. air as I can before oh, she kills me. She's got like spare lungs and she kills them. Yeah. I love my dog more than I love any of them. <laughs> you so do, don't you, little cutie dog? Yeah, yeah you blow her a bum. We'll get to throw her in the pool and, you know, she's got the spare air, you know, the spare lungs. Yeah, we She falls in the pool on her own. She falls in the pool. Just Stop <laughs> making butt pucker emotions. It's not the bum bit that's the fun bit. When you do it, she'll like, oh. you see her face. It's kind of like the face when she has poo stuck in her bum. You have to pull it out. Like, that's very grim, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't come finding you to do it, though, does she? She comes to find okay, me. Okay, so what classes do we learn next? <laughs> Well, David didn't want to talk about that bit now. Yeah, I think he brings it like up and he tells everybody. <laughs> at, at least one point, we need to one have a, a uh, we need to have a uh, <coughs> uh, firearms class. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have to hunt penguins and uh, probably hand to hand, so we can try to learn dodge and uh, melee. Oh, dodge! You want hand to hand lessons? Yeah, we have pugilism, boxing contest. Planning on boxing some penguins? Yeah. <laughs> 
Starkweather will go for that, but he's also <laughs> adding a lesson on explosives using dynamite. Oh, I will to the take list. that course. Oh, okay, that no, There's okay. also now a class in craft ballroom dance and art origami on offer, as well as etiquette by Jenna Tappen Brown. I'll take etiquette. It's and very rude to hang up on people. But this is how to do it. Etiquette and explosives for me. Okay, Where you have a second it? week. What are you going to learn? The other classes are also on. Etiquette and explosives. Okay. Where is hand to hand? Let's it's try in um, fist punch. Oh, okay. All right, here's the etiquette. You learned pugilism. You were trying to say that fist punch yeah. is etiquette, and I was going to say it's not. Yeah, yeah. I failed etiquette. Seven. You, no. sir, are a baboon! Baboon! All right, let's try explosives. I'm not a baboon. No, you're not a boom, Ray. You're a club. I blew up the ship. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him overboard. Throw him overboard. Hey, I can learn I'm anything. I'm like, so you light it like this. Hey, wait. Like <laughs> so I'm learning from, I'm learning from it to you light it halfway down or all the way Or you just like pull him out and shove the flame in. I'll just keep Get one of those explosives. Wouldn't be fancy if you just do this. Boom. Ow. Good enough. Roll up. And then we do target shooting. That's eight in polar survival, Jenna. I have eight in polar survival. It's bad when Jenna's got better polar survival than you guys. Um, well, <laughs> I'm doing polar survival. I Everything rolled a two. In and out. Hey? I rolled a two for polar survival. For the how much to increase it by? So what, are you it's going, what are you going uh, for next, Jenna? Radio. Radio. Uh, Forty-two is a success. Exactly, exactly right. Three. He's now got five in radio operations as well. Five. So how many weeks to Australia? Six. A long time. A few. A few, okay. And then my heavy operations. It says to assume each investigator has two to five weeks during which you can study. Okay, well I'll study the whole five. <laughs> well no, that's just what's going on. Oh, okay. We have to do some um, crossings of the line okay. ceremonies. Can we just assume that I'm going to learn the same two things every opportunity I get? How many times do I get to roll? But well, we'll get there in a moment. Just roll that. And certainly the radio that operator. Is there is there a big that can. You're it. I'll do maths. Maths. Mathematics. Somebody can hold. Somebody can hold a math class. Math. I'm gonna learn something. Well, if you don't learn anything yet. Oh my god. We can have we can have a shipwide hide and go seek so we can learn hide. And sneak. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna freeze and die, aren't you? <laughs> Probably. Am I gonna have to rescue you? <laughs> well, it's bad when you've been sent to look after Jenna and Jenna's going, no, 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 you must button up your top like this. <laughs> it's not really traditional to only wear your underpants in the Arctic. <laughs> I'll, I'll get the skateboard out so I can practice my sketching skills. Frostbite in the nether oh. regions is not ah. a pleasant Right thing. here, sketching, 5%. Sk- yeah, yeah, you've got art. Everybody has art. Yeah. I figure you just go yeah. on the skateboard and go all the way around. I don't around think around. I'm not wise to you wanting me to warm it up. Oh, that's sketching, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Jenna, I forgot to put my pants on again. I have a cold willy. <laughs> Please warm it for me. No, that only worked the first five times. <laughs> and now it has fallen off and is sitting in the snow. Well, it's just not very pleasant. Especially <laughs> when my tongue sticks to it. <laughs> That's so funny. So, uh, my guy's decimate, he ain't doing that. <laughs> right, it takes a week to sail from New York City to the Panama Canal. Okay. As the Gabrielle pushes southward past Florida and into the clear blue waters of the Caribbean, the weather changes. It's not the Caribbean. 
How did we get? Yeah, we ain't Americans. It's Sorry. the Caribbean. The Caribbean. Yeah, but if we, how do we cross the Panama <laughs> Canal and end up in the Caribbean Ocean? Or the Caribbean. Because it's here, New York, Caribbean. New York, Caribbean, Panama. Yeah, yeah. I think he meant He's before. Come down. Oh, and then oh go through. okay. You haven't gone through the canal. Yet. Oh, well, well, okay. This is the week of you traveling there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's written badly, because it says you get the Panama and then you enter the... Yeah, it's, oh, it's, gone, it's gone backwards on itself. So we... Gone are the, the sudden cold squalls of the North Atlantic. Yeah. Now the air is heavy with moisture. Just in case anybody's worried, I'm not doing anything horrible. She's just snoring. With her eyes wide open? She's choking the dog. Don't fucking choke you. Right on. Why is he not choking his chicken? <laughs> Or waxing his bishop. bishop. No, that's, that's bashing, the, bashing the bishop and spanking the monkey. Okay, they all kind of merge into one. <laughs> Just, yeah, as long as it involves the monkey. bishop, biting the monkey. <laughs> Boy, I've, 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 no always, idea. I've always heard of waxing, story, waxing the bishop and uh, waxing the bishop. Massaging the one-eyed trouser snake. Let's see. I much prefer the good old traditional having a wank. Having a wank, yeah. <laughs> There's no, like... What are you doing? I'm having a wank. I'm bashing the bishop. <laughs> I'm spanking the monkey. <laughs> monkey! No pissing either. Bad helper monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Yes. Gone are the sudden cold squalls of the North Atlantic. Now the air is heavy with moisture, warm and oppressive, and the rain, when it comes every couple of days, is soft and clean. All in all, it is an idyllic life. The only That's ones who do not seem to appreciate it are the dogs. At least once an hour, they moan and howl loudly. Their cries echo weirdly throughout the ship, seeming lost and very sad. Ruby? Very good. The ship rounds the eastern end of Cuba on September the 15th. It's a bit seizure. What? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you marry my dog. <laughs> Look at the face, it's all on one side now. That's because it's all skin. <laughs> Look, we can pull it up if you want. Look, look. Oh, leave her alone. She's subtle. If you wake her up, you're dealing with her. She's already awake. She's so tired. This um, is not the most comfortable position I've The ship been. rounds the eastern end of Cuba on September the 15th, my birthday. <laughs> Not that it was. Thick it. green palm fronds, jungle slides by in silence beyond the rocks, seemingly almost close enough to touch. A US four stacker destroyer salutes from a distance. Gabrielle responds with a triple blast of its steam whistle. Hey, fire a couple of rounds in celebration at him. That night, the radio announces that Lexington's Tallahassee has arrived in, the, in Panama. The news is received by stark weather with angry silence. Received. Received. I didn't learn the demolition course. <laughs> you just some explosives. You take the jacket, you put it on, you run across the ship, you light the fuse. We're, just, we're religion. Gabrielle spends three more days and nights crossing the Caribbean. Caribbean Sea. Swirls of clouds mottle the heavens, yeah. dropping brief but frequent rain. Sunrises and sunsets are bursts and explosions of vaporous gold and hints of lilies. The distant spice hangs in the air, beneath the ever-present tang of the sea. The ship arrives at... is it Cologne? Yeah. Cologne, yeah. Cologne. Yeah. Cologne. No, 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 not that kind of... not that Cologne. Cologne. Oh, C-O-L-N-E. C-O-L-O-N, but with the second O has a hyphen. 
Cologne. Yeah. On the morning of September Cologne. the 19th. <laughs> See the Panama map. Oh, Not your birthday. Panama okay. Map. I finally Panama map. Panama map. Here's the Panama map. Do it again, Pete. Ah, let's go. Let's go. Panama map. Panama map. Panama map. Panama map. Panama Oh, that's Three. not how you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <laughs> Pick it up, maybe that's it. No more Paul survival for you. Yes! Do I learn it? No. Dang. You learn origami. <laughs> I want to learn something. <laughs> we'll go, here, we'll help you with your hide skill. You go, We'll play hide and seek. Go hide mm. and I'll find you. All right, I got a 50% in hide. Okay, go go, uh, <laughs> go hide then. And I will Don't use come my, out until he finds you. Yeah, I will use my spot hidden against Guys, your hide. Guys, I got to pee. <laughs> Guys? Guys? Hey, what's that shuffleboard noise? <laughs> Is he gone? Yeah, let's go play shuffleboard. Good <laughs> girl, Ubi. Scaring mummy. So anyways, we go through the Panama Canal. The lush green shores of Panama close in on either side of the Gabriel, studded here and there with buildings and grey fortifications. <laughs> the city of Colón, 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 whatever they say, Colón. where the canal enters the Caribbean, seems small and sleepy at the edge of the jungle. Fishing boats float in the waters of the bay, the grim guns and walls of the forts on either side seem out of place. Captain Vremdenberg pulls the vessel offshore for most of an hour inside the breakwater in the still depths of Colombe as the, as the canal pilot is brought aboard in a small customs launch flying the American flag. The pilot, a tall black-skinned Jamaican in his thirties named Quentin, inspects the ship's documents and proceeds to the bridge where he remains throughout the crossing. Passing through the gate and locks takes almost an hour. The ship's engines idle and off-duty crewmen lounge on the rail, watching as the gargantuan water gates approach. There are two sets of these, each set 150 feet wide, looming 70 feet above the water. A long wharf thrusts out between them, hundreds of feet into the channel. <laughs> Decorated along its length with rails and overhead power lines, for the squat mule engines used to pull vessels through the locks. Small stout tugs urge the ship into the gaping steel mouth, then the gates close and there are shouts from the crew, lines are tossed to men on the pier. Great tow cables are secured to a squat, powerful-looking black locomotive waiting on one side of the deep concrete mm -hmm. channel. When the inner gates open and the water of the lake swirls by, the locomotive thrums and roars and surges forward along the steep, crooked tracks, holding Gabrielle steady against the current and drawing her along. When the gates close behind, the engine rests, only to surge forward again when the water has risen and the next set of doors opens. It takes 15 minutes to raise the ship 30 feet above the level of the sea before she can slide forward a thousand feet into the next basin of the lock. The doors behind her close, the water rises again, and the process repeats three times. Still 45 minutes. Afterwards, the ship is released with a whistle into Lake Gatun. A day's slow, measured progress follows through the lake's still waters, surrounded by thick jungles, passing other ocean-going giants headed for the Atlantic. 
Brightly coloured birds flash in the dense foliage. Alligators sun themselves in great numbers on the shore, and the heavy, sweet smell of decaying plants is strong in the fitful breeze. Let's put some fruit out so we can get a trap of toucan for the ship's mascot. (laughs) Signs of of man are few. Here, the thin, tall tower of a radio transmitter. There, a fort-like clearing of the Canal Zone penitentiary. At last, the Calabra Cut comes into view. A huge cut slice carved through the surrounding hills. These hills mark the continental divide. The rough cut rocky walls ghost past for miles, festooned with vines and clinging shrubs, seemingly inches away from their on either side. As the edge of the cut nears, the ship enters another set of locks. This time she descends once, crosses mere florist lake, only a mile end to end, and is lowered again through the final two locks towards the sea. You'll be happy to hear. Roads and houses are visible, increasing numbers. Pleasure craft dot the edges of the expanse of water, and black-haired children wave at the Gabriella as she passes. Oh, little bastards, take them out! (laughs) 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 The jungle is cut back, replaced by stretches of green open lawn and careful swaths of brilliant flowers. When the ship moves at last out of the channel and slips into Balbao Bay, investigators on the upper decks catch glimpses of the curve of Panama City to the south and the dark, restless expanse of the Pacific beyond. You anchor for the night in Balbo Bay. The lights of military reservation and the town beyond glimmer brightly over the water. Red tile roofs surrounded by careful lawns and trees. Panama City is much larger than Colon. A few lucky passengers and crew may have an opportunity to step ashore, but the rest must stay on board ship. Mr. Starkweather is eager to move off out at first light and there's no time, he says, for liberty. Small ferry craft come alongside during the evening with fresh fruit and fresh water and a few luxuries for sale. Those who wish can purchase souvenirs, cigars, candy, clothing and a few other items from the grinning locals. The following morning, a cargo barge brings quantities of fresh tropical fruits aboard to supplement the the vessel's larder. These are lowered into hold four. On September the 21st, the ship steams south into the Pacific Ocean. By noon, there is no sign of land. What are you two doing? What are they doing to you, dear? <laughs> oh, it's the etiquette classes. Uh, I had a question. Um, How do you yeah. say to toucan? Toucan. Why? Well, I was wondering how it because it was. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The way you guys think we say it, toucan. <laughs> 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 I was just checking. Toucan. <laughs> <laughs> because the first time, the first time he said it, he said it more like how we would say pecan, like toucan. Uh, so I said, I was, I was going to say, if you can say toucan, why can't you say pecan? It's not a, a because pecan is what you pee in. It's <laughs> That's how we differentiate. Toucan, son of Sam. <laughs> I waited. I let you read the whole thing. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I want to learn something. Oh, you're not learning yet. I'll tell you when you're learning. Let me learn something. <laughs> All right, we can. <laughs> I'm gonna tie a rope around you, throw you off the boat. I'm going to teach you how to swim. Okay, let's see if I even have to We'll, tie, we'll just have to tie it in. Tow, uh, yeah, tow, ba- tow bag in behind the ship. Enough. For, like, <laughs> <five games. laughs> 
Yeah, about 500 miles. He'll he'll learn to swim fast. I love that. Baggins. Either that or we'll, gain a, we'll get a Mako shark or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's, how does the song about the Baggins? Bilbo Baggins stuff? Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo. No, the, something about a hobbit and something. There's a link on the site somewhere. Oh, I was going to sing it. The fucking it. Leonard Nimoy's Bilbo Baggins <laughs> song. So. That's way something to bring in the land of the side, That's right, it? yes. A long time ago. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. With whatever amount of money I had when I started <laughs> Never, this. ever type in Bilbo Baggins and Leonard Nimoy into Google. Why? Just don't Why? do it. Just don't do it. Because you might end up with a... Never do it on YouTube because you'll end up with a video. Oh, it's ace. <laughs> it has like girls dressed as pixies dancing. It's like, what the hell is this? Singing. I'm like talking to like Doc, the girl I'm trying to, one of the girls I'm trying to date. And she was talking I don't know, one of the girls I'm trying <laughs> to date. Is that the one that you're trying to move up to marry? No, that's Tina. Doc's. <laughs> <laughs> Doc's just somebody, you know. But she didn't believe me how they were uh, thinking about Bilbo Baggins, how they got Ian Holm to look so young for his one uh, Hobbit scene from Lord of the Rings. They French braided his hair so tight it pulled his skin taut. <laughs> they were talking, but he's like, yeah, they're like, we took him to we took him to the lady, he's like, <coughs> and his entire face pulled back, they put a wig on him. What? Croydon face. Croydon face. It's a place called Croydon. And buy candy. And they all yeah. okay. scrape their hair back. Very good. So yeah. it's candy yeah. fruit. I said it took you know, like forty years off of it, but he, he was like, "That's an entire like." He got one line. Okay. How <laughs> <laughs> so curious! Sorry, like, yeah. poor old Ian Hall. He did pretty well out of that. So is he in the Hobbit that the gorillas make? Not unless they're going to French braid his hair. I was going to say, yeah, who's in the Hobbit then? They the haven't Hobbit? cast it yet. As long as they don't cast. Elijah Wood. Yeah. If I see Elijah Wood in one more film, oh, he was so cry. bad. I think they missed the oh, point of him. He they, wasn't that bad. Then he, just, he makes me. He, he missed. Annoyed, I think mate. they missed the whole point of the Lord of the Rings quite badly. Okay. If anybody needs to go home, go to work tomorrow, or anything, I will just go now because this rant will never hey, stop. I'm not running. <laughs> I'm sorry. Forty-five minutes is the average length of time. That yeah, but then true, I like Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah you know, Wood wasn't. rant is forty-five minutes. <laughs> you record that post. That's the me that yeah. rants about Elijah Wood. I think he's and then, but then again, except for Sin City, where he creeps the shit out of you. Yeah, that was his next movie. Yeah. He's like, oh look, I wonder if he's going to get rid of his Hobbit look. <laughs> yeah, he, that was yeah I know. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> there was an episode yeah. of um, Criminal Minds on last night that was based on that, wasn't there? It had, well, it had, yeah. The um, cannibalistic, you know, war. It, it had the, the, Malcolm the, in the Middle guy, Frankie Muniz, as yeah. some tortured comic book guy who ends up going and murdering but the, the scenes where he's Kill murdering it's all really Sin City films yeah it's really all very like black brilliant. and white and, and there's all these comic and... geeks going on about Frank Miller and stuff and I was like shit <laughs> <laughs> I know all the stuff I was still about. disappointed that uh, Mickey Rourke didn't even get an Oscar nomination for Marv he's pretty yeah. good actually I didn't realise I like Sin City we should if we don't yeah, we do. We do. We do. somewhere on that I mean they're, they're, the sequel's coming out this summer yeah yeah, they, he's doing like there's twelve books to Sin City. Mm. He's doing he's doing them in three set elements. Yeah. So there's gonna be four Sin City books if he does it right. Because this one's kind of like goes be. I guess it's set immediately before and after mm-hmm. the events. Yeah. He must be a fair mint now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he must be earning a fair amount of money. What, with three hundred. With three hundred as well. Three hundred made like five hundred million dollars. Yeah, but I wonder how much he got of that. 
Yeah, well, he got a, he was like co, he's co-director now, but there's that was the biggest uh, money maker of the year because it cost next to nothing to make. Yeah, they didn't really they didn't really cast anybody famous. The Globes. That's why it was so good. You didn't know anybody. Yeah, well, three hundred. I did. Well, you get well, Gerard. You Butler, know a lot of weird people. David Winham. I know, yeah. That's the cat's name. There's only oh. one guy in that entire movie <laughs> I knew from another movie. Who? That's one with the one eye. Yeah, Jared, Aomir. Jared, uh, Jared Butler is the big... Oh, and I knew the woman as well. Whatever her name is. Lena Headley. Yeah. She's in The Brothers Grimm. And she's from Yorkshire. She's in a film called The yeah. Parole Officer. Uh, you want to talk about a 45-minute rant? some candy? <laughs> you want to listen to a 45-minute rant? I also know... Terry um, Gilliam about what they did to his movie on The Brothers Grimm. It's okay, Oh, I really like that. <laughs> yeah, I that know it's not his, supposed to be. That wasn't his original cut. I know. Candy. I do love The Brothers Grimm. It's okay, Mug. You can have it. <laughs> you, bring me a small Colombian child. Okay. Bring, oh, yeah. bring me a small Colombian child. Well, whose whose name escapes me? I always want to call him Sewell, but he's not, is he? The Batman. The one she snaps. Monkey down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ambassador <laughs> traitorous or something. <laughs> ambassador traitorous. He's gonna make someone extra. Ambassador McNaughty. Yeah. So when do we go? What, what? I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read one bit and then you we need we need to travel so I can ambassador sucking chest. I'm, I'm gonna get, yeah. I'm gonna read one more section about bound for Melbourne and the weather and then we're gonna get to crossing the line at which point we're gonna stop and we're gonna start next time with you all pretending to be Davy Jones and talk, talking to Neptune and dressing up in silly costumes. That's the best part. We've actually survived. We've actually gone four episodes with only one character death. That's pretty good for Cthulhu. Yeah. And considering the plot's mostly back here where there's action and stuff occurring. After this trip, you're pretty much good for. Of course, you could always stuff. do the. You could do the. Let's uh, <laughs> sleep. You could do the old. Onto screw. the ice, Ned. Onto the ice. Next chapter, you're on the ice. Yeah, we'll be at book one hundred. Page one hundred. Hmm? Page one hundred. Yep, that's right. You're on page eighty. You could always yes. do the. You could always do the infamous screw where everybody you know fails the navigation check, and, and you all end up in like India. Yeah. <laughs> We actually missed two of four. This is Antarctica. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You already missed this continent once and now you come back again. Missing your turn. No, 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 no. Antarctica, you were going back that way. I was like, thank you, come again. (laughs) So bad. Hours after the Gabriel pushes into the Pacific, the weather begins to turn. The sea becomes rough and choppy beneath. Swirls of changing cloud. The wind gusts and changes quadrants uneasily every hour. It does not rain, but the threat hangs overhead, and though a storm might suddenly rise up out of nowhere. The ship ploughs ahead in the freshening sea at the steady eleven knots. Every few seconds, the bow slams into a new wave, sending a distant thrum through the hull and tossing spray high into the air. The motion of the deck is much stronger than before and acquires a distinct pitching motion and sends scientists with weak stomachs like Professor Albemarle. Who's with Professor Albemarle? Oh, Glenn! Professor Albemarle, who's sharing your cabin, is seasick. Well, take him down to the head and let him... Uh... Running for the lee rail. Yeah. See the seasickness bar on the following page. Would you like him to, to roll see all his seasick? Sure. Sure. Let's see. Uh, my, my worst fear is if we get out of India, we make it. We hose the roll again. It's like come up to this the stark Arctic wasteland. It's like we claim this in England. Guy comes up. What are you talking about, eh? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about, eh? 
That's boot. We're all content. Nah, screw seasickness. You're all fine. No. Roll content. <laughs> Roll content yeah. score. Thirty-three. Content score. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what are you talking about, eh? Your call is fourteen. Yeah. Can, can we please just assume I make it? No. Roll it. <laughs> I have to roll under fifty-six. Where is he David took him back. Oh, David. I didn't make it. He didn't. I'm very unseasoned. <laughs> I needed a 64. What did you get? 44. Hey! David passed the roll. I made something. <laughs> you, you made not seasick. Way. Have you seen this bit about the thing? It goes about the rolls and stuff you've got to roll to recover from seasickness. And then it says, Keepers may also want to consider the displacement of the vessel. For every 10,000 tons, remove con time 6, then con time... It's like, whoa! Not considering the displacement of the vessel on seasickness. Yeah, you need a con roll. Failure um, roll extends the conditions, importantly. Essentially, you're sick. Oh, Tracy, you're <coughs> so manly when you're vomiting over the lee rail. Very good. Um, I read. It is great. <laughs> the dogs redouble their cries. They do not like the rougher seas. Hello, Classes continue as before, but the, t- the ship's tossing takes much away much of the holiday atmosphere. Anyone spending time outside is quickly soaked to the skin by warm, salty spray. Here's your white t-shirt, you man. Made that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you didn't make that up. What? <laughs> Shall I read that again? Anyone? Say, say, say it in your sexy voice. I'll have a sexy voice. You can read it. Go on. <laughs> I can't see it. Oh. Maybe something say that. Okay. I'll make sure everybody knows it's white t-shirt day. <laughs> Anyone spending time outside is quickly soaked to the skin by warm, salty spray. <laughs> well, you are the only female on board. <laughs> the lessons that were previously offered. On the-, <laughs> the lessons that. I told you sing the Bukake song. There isn't one, I just made it up. I bet I can find you one on the internet. But you can now. <laughs> I'm sure if you can't, they'll, someone will write it for you. Yeah. You're all so very uh, The lessons that were previously offered on the foredeck now move into one of the lounges. Things improve after two days of rough seas. By noon on the 24th, the gusts of wind lessen and then disappear, and the surface of the ocean smooths to a near calm. So, let's stop there, shall we? Okay, Hal. I don't need to learn anything. 24th. Hang on. It's okay, Abe. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> fourth September, okay. page eighteen. <laughs> just before, just before crossing the line. That's what we'll call you, Grape Ape. There we go. Grape. Now I have a nickname. Ape. <laughs> <The> nickname <laughs> you. No, ape. I'm going to call him Grape. Grape. That's wittier because it's Great Ape. He's a grape. It's, it's mm. clearly funnier now. I'm sorry. We just got to come up with You've way. never seen the cartoon Grape Ape. No. <laughs> McGill a gorilla for sale. We got a gorilla for sale. Oh, is it another one of those American things? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> apparently, no, I haven't seen it. But apparently, I could have written it. He was later busted for uh, steroid abuse in the uh, Black Olympics. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Thank you, darling, for reminding me. Oh, Before I forget, because I forgot last week, <laughs> and I know I've lost them on my desk because it's so untidy. You're such a loser. We get, we get free stuff? Yeah. 
Falcon can find it. If not, then we don't. <laughs> you really yeah. haven't lost them that much, have you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I knew where they were, which is when you had set was sat on top okay. of them. Right, Finn on the boards. Oh, mm. yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get him. Finn on the boards has given you all a gift, because he's a lovely, lovely man. So, you can all have one of these. Really nice Stark Weather Moor Antarctic Expedition 1933 patches. And I believe, as Lindsay will correct, right, they're iron on. They are. So you can attach them and pass them around. I'll have to figure out. Pass them around. Where do they iron on? Pass them around. If you just lay them onto the something, they'll iron onto any kind pass of fabric. Pass them around. Thanks. Pass them around. That's what they're worth. <laughs> there you go. My, uh, and I have one. I have two, in fact. Jacket? Oh, yeah. yeah. If, you want, if you want to give me stuff to do, jacket. I can, I can yeah. do it for Thank you. you. Yeah. yeah, but I'm pretty sure most people... People will actually should, think should you're on the expedition. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, because people will be like, oh, you went on the expedition? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Now that I got Paul, stuff, help it stick. Paul has one of, the the yeah, one of the original ones from the original... Yeah, I'm just saying From one of the original... From the original box set came with one of these. And he has one on his leather jacket stitched on. And so people keep stopping him and going, were you actually in an Arctic expedition? And he's like, yes. Oh, was it Paul or was it John? Okay. It's John, John, isn't it? Yeah, John, big jack brass on the forums. He keeps getting stopped and asked whether he's on an Antarctic oh, expedition. Please. So that's why you need the iron-on tattoos. I know. <laughs> they should have so, isn't that nice of thing? Yeah. Thank, thank you, thing. Thank you. Oh, isn't he lovely? He's already had thank you because I said warm, salty spray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One more time. Warm, salty spray. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's my, what you That's my porn voice. It's appalling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. After yeah, practice. You need a bit more... Br- what, you need, what you need is some whiskies and some cigars. When I first when I first met Lindsay, she showed me like Mariella Frost. Not that Nobody that means knows. anything to you. Um, who who sounds like that over I here? I don't know. It, she was very deep voiced. And husky. The, I had the flu, so I was like, oh... Hello. Hey, Ocho. Apparently, it was hey, quite sexy. Hal. Hi, Hal. I'm like your guy. I think Hal was quite disappointed when I got my actual voice back. Oh, I was never been disappointed, my chicken. And, and you too, my your dog. Chicken. <laughs> it's <laughs> your baby and your chicken. <laughs> oh, and it, he used to do this awful thing. We used to um, we used to game with my supervisor, <laughs> Starbucks, uh, Richard, and. Hal would have this awful habit of saying something like blah 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 Badgerton Bear and he used to just use all these crap nicknames on me and every time he did it in front of Richard the next day at work Richard would be like so Badgerton Bear you're going to do this and then he'd write them up on the board instead of writing like Lindsay whatever it would be like Badgerton Bear Honey Waffle Chicken he was Lindsay the Dragon Slayer one day because <laughs> we'd been gaming the night before and I'd killed a dragon. It wasn't really a dragon. But it was a faux dragon. But I still killed it. You fake dragon. Yeah. It's a it's a part of the world's largest dungeon. There's an illusionary yeah. red dragon in one of the rooms. Is there Created. a one of these? Yes. Can I sew it onto Ruby's like going out? Bomb. You have to make it better when you just go, you know what? So so Ruby yes. can have the spare one that was intended for goggles. Who never turned yeah, up. We kind of invited him, but he never kind of showed. But Diana has one to attach to her coat. And David has one to attach to his school bag. And Ned has no. one to. No, you know to attach to something. Yeah. Ned's going to attach to a play and trade jacket. Mm. They're quite cool, I love them. They're really nice. They're really nicely done as well. I can also make these, by the way. Yeah, Lindsay can not, make them. Not like, well, I can actually make these, but I can do um, patch embroidery, so I can make all sorts of patches. Like an ogre? That's a troll, actually. It's good. 
Like my yeah, troll. I like that. Ogre troll, it's a big thing with Lindsay this. Lindsay made me a troll. It Anybody would like those. And, and Isis knitted me a sock. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does it usually require two? It's a dice sock. It has dice within it. That's what they got for Christmas, right? Yeah. Because she sent it to Enigmas. Dice <laughs> sock. That's what came to Enigmas as a dice sock with dice inside. Oh, that you never use. I got a scarf. Well, it's up there. It hangs. It's Christmas. I'm hoping more dice will occur inside it. It'll overflow with dice to replace the dice that Lindsay has stolen from me over the years. I made all the jewellery that you never wear. You did? You Lindsay made me lots of jewellery. And I made him a Valentine's card. So you just give him all the dice bag and say, Oh, look. Lindsay made me a Valentine's card. It's oh, oh, oh. It's cool. 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 And I made muffins for breakfast. Right, kids, you're on page 30. You hit the ice fairly soon. And what are we for XP? (laughs) XP, that's fine. Okay, I'm turning everybody off. Everybody's turned off.